Hey, Action Shelf listeners, before we jump into the show itself, we want to tell you about how you can get even more action in your life. Mm. <laughs> that appeals to more you. Action, more action, you more say, More action, John. you say, yes. If you go over to our Podbean patron page, that's patron.podbean.com slash punchup, you can listen to Lisman and I watch, what's this? Good action movies. Good action movies, you say? That's right, a change of pace. We thought behind the paywall, let's give people something of quality. So And give us something of quality. I know, it's such know? a pleasure to do that. So twice a month, you and I will be doing commentary tracks that you can download for uh, yes. good action movies, all kinds of awesome mm. stuff from a lot of our heroes like John Woo. And uh, we've done stuff from the John Wick franchise and Sylvester Stallone, mm -hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger, all the guys we never get to talk about on here. Yeah, so you, stuff we legitimately love and uh, love to share with with you you all. Um, yeah, yeah. So you can listen to that uh, as as well as other cool exclusive content from the Punch Up Entertainment Network shows. Uh, once again, the address for that is patron.podbean.com/slash/punchup. And now into the action. The action show. Welcome to The Action Shelf, the podcast celebrates the glory of B-Action movies. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Lisman. Oh, Lisman, the holidays continue to give us such treats. Oh, such the treats. holiday season. <laughs> With rioting and kung fu things. Um, <laughs> yeah, here we go, Lisman. It's, it's uh, what says the holidays more than riot? Riot. They could have called it the Christmas Eve riot. I think somebody even mentions that in the movie, but instead they just went with riot. Yeah, um, they they did. I mean, and and it's interesting. I, I, on IMDb, they have like the box art for the VHS of this, and it does start with Christmas Eve. And according to this, it says it's Christmas Eve, nineteen ninety nine. So this movie is technically set in the near future when they ooh, made it. Ooh, wow! Oh, wow! Yeah, you really it's get so that prescient. sense. Yeah, you really get that sense watching it, too. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a sense of place and time involved in this movie. <laughs> yeah, where, where, where is this movie what, set? Where and when is a great question, John. Yeah, um, I, I, think it's, I think it's supposed to be Los Angeles. Sure. But uh, we were talking a little bit beforehand that this is very clearly... In, inspired is maybe the wrong word but uh inspired by the 1992 la riots right yeah so we're assuming that's maybe where this is taking well because I, I mean that was you know that was four years before this and that was a huge obviously national news thing and i sure. think that was i'm sure that was in their minds and, and a lot of the imagery in this movie i i mm -hmm. can't be sure because Here's the thing. Some of these movies I have back. There is literally no background to be found in this movie. I don't have a budget. I don't have yes. a single thing about the making of this movie. This movie yes. 
This movie was made. Nobody bothered to record anything about the making of it. Um, this all makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah, this makes sense if you see it. But I will say, if they're not actually using real footage from those riots, they're definitely uh, echoing things. This mm-hmm. looks like footage of the L.A. riots. Uh, although right. I see here in the in the IMDb, I do have the, that it was shot in Arizona, though. Oh, okay. 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 Hmm. Yeah, I mean, probably for tax reasons, as always. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah, with uh, and then of course indoors, uh, you know, on studio sound stages in L.A. Um, yeah, but yeah, uh, and uh, man, this movie. <laughs> here's here's an interesting thing I was thinking about watching as I was watching this movie, Elizabeth. Uh, this movie has in it so many of the things we love in action movies. Yet, yes. why did I not enjoy it? It does feel like the creator the director slash writer had a checklist, you know? Yeah. Uh, and he was checking it twice um, <laughs> to see if every element of any action movie that's ever existed is in this film. Because, I mean, it does uh, have so many of the things we love. Motorcycles, guys on fire, rocket launchers, helicopters. Explosions, yeah. But all uh, of it is so... Diving through the air whilst firing two guns, you know? Uh, there are... Uh, Gary Daniels leaps through the air in slow motion like eight <laughs> times in this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's all so boring at the same time. It's yeah, really yes. interesting. It's just, I, I don't know what it. There's, there's just no artistry on display. There's no investment of anything. At no point yes. did I go, oh, cool. Even though what was being presented to me was, if I was to describe it, you would say, well, that sounds cool. And I'm like, yeah, but it's just not for some reason. It's, yeah, it's interesting because I feel like. They were going for something. Yeah, with this movie. You know what I mean. This doesn't feel like like a tax write off, which is what probably the <laughs> biggest slam we have on these films. Well, last like last last week's movie, Santa with <laughs> Muscles, was literally a tax write off for The Wolf of Wall Street. So yes, yes. <laughs> um, like it did seem like they were really going for something. Um, yeah, this doesn't feel as checked I had out, for that was at the very first credit. When the credits rolled, was the stunt coordinator. So they're like, okay, well, they know where their bread is buttered, I suppose. Well, and um, and, and it doesn't fail on that level. Like, there's nothing wrong. There is, it's something in the cinematography and the editing or something because this is our first time. We should talk about this is our first time watching a Gary Daniels movie. Uh, yes. And Gary Daniels is another icon of straight to video action. Uh, we we there are a billion Gary Daniels movies we could do if we wanted to. I can see that. Um, if he's wanted to, yeah. He's made a ton of these. Gary Daniels. Uh, mm-hmm. I did look him up here because I, it, it, being a fan of action stuff, I'm loosely familiar with who he is, but I can't say I've seen a lot of his stuff. But I wanted to just mm-hmm. check out his, you know, uh, resume and his sort of uh, bona fides, well, if just- you will. Just to be thorough, you yeah. know, we definitely had to check him off the list. He is uh, he um, is a world kickboxing champion. Uh, mm-hmm. He has a boxing record of twenty two and two with twenty one mm-hmm. knockout victories. He also is a taekwondo champion with a thirteen and three uh, record. Now, and and they should note here that all of his defeats were by disqualification, not that he was ever oh. actually beaten. I mean, you know, he he kicks real good. He does. You know? He does. You I can't argue with that. No, no, no. Uh, he is. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the guy, he is also trained in Muay Thai, 
Taekwondo, mm. boxing, ninjutsu, and Northern Shaolin Kung Fu. I mean, the guy's got the goods, but it is a thing where I'm looking at a British martial arts expert and I'm going, this guy's no Adkins. Not even close. No. Nowhere no. near the charisma of an Adkins. No, no, because Adkins is an actor as yeah. well as a martial artist. That's it, exactly. Now, I will say yeah. there is and, a movie and, with oh. the two of them that we should probably watch at some point. I will watch that yeah, because Scott is in it. Yeah, um, yeah. But it's got uh, I mean, it does make sense. At some point, the two martial, British martial arts guys were in a movie together. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. But yeah. Uh, but you were, John, you were mentioning why the action sequences don't feel right. And then yeah. you mentioned a couple of things. And I think the editing. I think There's it's the something editing, wrong with the editing. Yeah. Because there are several action sequences in this movie where I wrote down this is still going question mark yeah uh like this the first fight in the bar oh my god kind of keeps it never stops like they had to get through the whole song for some reason uh which was that fight scene needle drop oh my god Uh, the music across the board in this movie um the guy running down, or uh, Gary Daniels running down the um, parking structure. That scene that is had like an endless number of floors. And that just scene like, this has to end at some point. That scene got cartoonish. That scene got so silly yes. to me when he's outrunning cars going. Forward. He's outrunning cars, and then he gets a car for yeah. some reason, and then yeah, it's like they they have to be going down the parking garage and yes. then back up the parking garage, and it is like. In my, in my memory, that's half the movie. Is that scene. Yes, I yeah, think it's just there's not really a sense of pacing as far as action. Like the action, like the very first fight in the bar could have just been short and sweet. It shows yeah. that the two protagonists are good that's with all, their fists. That's all it needs um, to do story wise is establish the yes. fighting ability of our main characters, and instead, it. <laughs> I don't know. That seems what, like 10, 15 minutes? It's crazy. It's so long. And it doesn't have anything to do with the rest of the movie. So it's just, well, it feels so and overindulgent. I, the other thing I think that's on top of these things feeling long, and especially in the hand to hand scenes, and this is something mm-hmm. I thought about is we love martial arts movies, but Gary Daniels is a great martial artist, but nobody else in the movie is. So it's not like. If you're watching a Donnie Yen movie and he's fighting another guy who's equally good, I'll watch a 20-minute fight scene because Absolutely. you they're going back and forth. But this is just yeah. Gary Daniels kicking one guy, then another guy, then kicking another guy, and you're going, well, that's not that exciting. Well, it's a, it's a series of Gary Daniels being surrounded by people yes. who are waiting to get punched and or kicked in the face. No, and it, so. it's, it is it is exactly the thing people make fun of in martial arts movies, which is yes. a big circle of guys and they all come at him one at a time. When it's when uh, they're on the motorcycles and they're circling him, <laughs> that was so there are like three separate motorcycle chases in this movie. Yes, yes. And there's three separate fight scenes where he's surrounded by people who are attacking one at a time, but it's just escalating what, so it's, it's just them in the bar at first. And then it's a bunch of uh, hockey hooligans. Oh, the hockey hooligans. Uh, roller skates. I will say, which was very good. I will say this movie, 96 Batman and Robin 97, they beat Batman and Robin to hockey yeah. hooligans. <laughs> they are pine. <laughs> this movie uh, is a fucking pioneer. Uh, <laughs> Truly, that um, I that and that was so early in the movie. I was like, "Oh, th- it's this kind of movie." When a gang of yeah. like all of a sudden, 
Uh, I was talking about this being a, an Escape from New York ripoff, but all of a sudden it felt like a Warriors ripoff when the exactly. hockey team showed up. Yeah. Um, but and, and and of course, don't watch this. Go watch Escape from New York or the Warriors or do both of yes. them. Those are great action yes. movies. This is a terrible yeah. action movie. This movie is so it's so dumb. It's so it's it's so juvenile. Dumb. It's so and, dumb. And it's conception and because this is our month of holiday movies oh the christmas shit and this is horrible when it just it, stops it to so be like in. oh Jesus. christmas time oh <laughs> if only what about oh my god the it's at the end of the movie but i gotta talk about when the the random reporter who gets one thinks about the first christmas on a night like this oh like, my god what the, where is this coming from I don't know. And and all of the reporter stuff was so ham-fisted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, like, really trying to pretend like this movie's about anything at well, all. I, the, um, the biggest thing I think we were saying is the fact that this movie never indicates what these riots, what caused them. Where no. this is is unclear. Uh, and it's the, not. Yeah, the riot wasn't planned or it wasn't part of the villain's plan at all it's just pure coincidence yeah it is like i don't oh we'll get into the this movie man but hang on let's talk about who's responsible for this movie before we dive into the thing itself this is directed by joseph merhi uh Uh who uh delivered uh this guy we could just do this guy's movies because i'm just going to read you some of the titles of the movies he's made (laughs) Uh, let, let, let's let's talk about this. Uh, Mayhem, Hollywood in Trouble, L.A. Crackdown, The Killing Game, Heat Street, Fresh Kill, Glass Jungle, uh, L.A. Mm. Heat, Midnight Warrior, L.A. Vice, Night of the Wildling, Killer's Edge, Maximum Force, Final Imp. I mean, all of his movies are zero tolerance, direct hit, executive target. Yep. Everything he does is. Uh, uh, you terrible. Know, yeah, is is action shelf stuff. It's insane. Mm-hmm. This guy is just uh, and oh, uh, no. Hmm? I'm seeing a movie he produced called Y2K. Uh oh, starring Lou Lou Gossett Jr. Uh oh, Y2K, <laughs> also called Terminal Countdown, depending <laughs> on uh, who you ask. Well, um, Terminal Countdown is definitely an action shelf title. Yeah. Oh, Malcolm oh. McDowell's in this movie. Oh, Jesus. man. Those are good actors, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I've got one we have to do that he produced. Land oh, of the no. Free. Jeff Speakman, William Shatner. Oh, no. It's a Shatner. <laughs> it's a Shatner political thriller Um, and martial arts. Have we done a Speakman movie? I can't remember if we've done I Jeff Speakman. I don't think so it's amazing as as uh, you know we've been doing the show for two years now and we still haven't hit all the martial arts guys like it's insane yeah there are so many oh. of these guys did he do wait i'm seeing recoil produced recoil uh that's a different recoil with gary daniels oh jesus you're right okay, yeah never mind yeah <laughs> well, that's another thing. Well, we were talking about before we got on here that because he's he's done several movies with Mr. Daniels and mm-hmm. the one I was uh, let's see where I was looking here. There's one I was gonna. I'm saying we have to if uh, that that'd be a threat for us to do is he did mm-hmm. a Gary Daniels Scott, uh, uh, not Scott um, Chad McQueen buddy cop movie. Oof. That would oh, be no. Jesus. Could you imagine oh, that? That's no, got to be you. horrible. 
Yeah, uh, that's if we're that's if we're very naughty this year. Yeah. Santa Claus will. Yeah, let's us yeah let's get to the end of next year and see how we do with that. If 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 we've done poorly, we'll have to watch that. Uh, now I'm seeing here he also produced a movie that I think sounds very interesting. Mm. Uh, 1997's Bikini Summer Three: South Beach Heat. Now this Ooh. seems. Uh, this like seems, it could be something. Now I'm yeah I'm looking at this. This seems very interesting. This movie <laughs> seems very interesting to me. Uh-huh, uh huh. <laughs> Anna Nicole Smith exposed. Yeah. That's oh, weird. there you go. I think he did, and I've talked about doing this one. There is an Anna Nicole Smith starring straight to video action movie, and he did produce oh, it. It's geez. called Skyscraper. That's another one that like I we don't know if I could handle that. But we probably I mean, do need to talk about it. Probably should, yeah. Because it's just oh like, th- that's so fucking misguided. And if you think there's yeah. not, just looking at the IMDb photos, if you think there's not a gratuitous shower scene with her, it's it's one of the stills on IMDb. Um, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, this guy, it, that tells you a lot. And then weirdly, though, he's, he's produced a couple of studio movies as a co-producer that he must have hmm. found his way into because he did the, the Dave, he produced, he produced a David Mamet movie, Lisman. He produced Spartan, which is a good, which is a good David Mamet. That's a David Mamet action movie. That's very good. But is he friends with somebody or? It's gotta be because he's he produced a couple like Warner Brothers movies in the mid two thousands. He must yeah. have known somebody somewhere in there. He did produce like a, a Van Damme movie, Lisman. Okay, Inferno, okay. Uh, or Desert Heat, depending on who you ask. God, it's so many of these movies is it's <laughs> except for this one. This I love is just the alternate right. title. I love the alternate title. Yeah, <laughs> it's very fun. Oh, this does look like an action shelf movie. The tagline is "Left for Dead, Burning for Revenge." Van Damme, <laughs> Desert Heat. <laughs> I'm just saying, if we ever made Ooh, a it's Van Damme action and... shelf movie, it would yeah. need two titles. It would need at least two titles. I will say also, Van Damme. Pat Morita, Danny Trejo in that. We've got to do Inferno oh, okay. or yeah, Desert we're, Heat. We're definitely doing that. That yeah. sounds... Oh, apparently there are different titles because there's a debate about the preferred cut. There's a director's cut of that movie. <laughs> they, but- <laughs> they butchered Desert Heat. I'll tell you that right yeah. now. Release the Snyder cut. But I, I do Snyder like that this this that. movie, I believe, is just Riot. They knew that right from the yeah. start. This had to be Riot. Yeah. Um, yes, apparently. So, yeah, this movie is... Uh, riot. It is about a riot on Christmas Eve, nineteen ninety. Oh, apparently in Germany, this movie is called Night of Terror, though. Ooh, that's. And then another foreign title. I kind of wish it was called this, Lisman. Lethal Christmas. Ooh, yeah. Have Christmas somewhere. Yeah, in the title. lead, you know lead I mean? with that. Lead with the Christmas. Yeah. Because I, when we were putting together the, we were going to do all Christmas action movies, I just literally Googled Christmas action movies. And this was on, like, every list of the Christmas action movies. Um, Right. Because it is sort of like, it is kind of like once, it is hard, actually. I don't think we can do Christmas action movies again because they're really, it's like you get your diehards, your lethal weapons and stuff like that. And then it kind of descends into, like, I don't know. Yeah, into some weird bullshit. I mean, we might have to stick with, holiday yeah uh, disaster movies oh we love we love a holiday i mean not to spoil next week's show which will be our uh last Mm. one for the the, that will actually lead us to christmas but oh man we've got more than one disaster next week Um, those are those are uh i think those are dime a dozen i think this type of 
Christmas yeah. action movie is a little bit more limited. Oh, there it is. I just found it. it's Firepower is the one with uh, Daniels and McQueen. Boof. Okay. Boof. Also said in the near future, apparently, and about street gangs. Oh, listen, this... Okay. I don't know that I would go so far as to say this movie is actively racist, but it, it definitely it, plays into heavy stereotypes. It... it it is like the the 1990s equivalent of trying to be progressive, you know what I yes. mean? Yes. But still coming up short and being racist. Because it um, does it does it, it it I mean every gang member in this movie the, the, the main gang member leader, I think he says motherfucker in every one of his lines. He also does have a pimp cane, which I yeah. thought was very funny. That was um, funny. But then they try to balance that out with the kindly black family. Well, yeah, they put that in there because somebody's like, "Hey, this is like, this movie's like real racist. We Asi- should probably aside from what well, every black person in it is a vicious gang member or is his partner who will die halfway through the movie. Yes, I yes. Give, I, when, the given as soon as they introduce Sugar Ray. By the way, we should mention heavyweight champion of the world, Sugar Ray Leonard, one of the greatest yes. boxers who's ever lived, is in this. why he he is why is he in this it's so so weird it is it is really (laughs) weird and he only has one fight scene i i believe he does yeah and it's 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 weird uh that he i'm I'm just looking to see here uh what exactly uh yeah oh sorry he i'm sorry i said heavyweight uh, welterweight champion is the i I, believe it or not i don't know my boxing super well uh, but he is, he is an Olympic gold medalist in boxing. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, this guy is a welterweight champion of the world. Uh, yeah, he is he is one of the greats all, of all time. And not, doesn't really have much of an acting career. He certainly has played himself a number of times in things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I think this is one of his few acting roles. And it's so weird that it's him because this is a nothing forgettable part. And I keep going, that is the legendary Sugar Ray Leonard. That could have been anybody. It really could have been anybody. anybody. And I don't think he's bad per se. How could you be bad in this role? It's not, I mean, he's not good, but I'm just saying like, it's a shit role in a shit movie. That's true. Uh, I mean, he's not any better or worse than gary daniels i think that's kind of what i'm reacting to but it is interesting that he ne- he didn't really do other acting um oh. and i don't yeah I, I don't i don't think he would have had any he's uh i don't think he would have had any more or less success than gary daniels did yeah um he is uh apparently best fo- best pals and frequently attends boxing matches with michael j fox so oh okay well that's yeah. that's Good. Yeah, I mean, I think, Fox, good dude. Yeah, I mean, I, I, nothing, nothing here. And he does a lot of, um, uh, he has a lot of his IMDb credits are consulting on boxing movies. That makes sense. Yeah. That, see, that makes sense. Yeah, that he's <laughs> that there to consult sense. to make sure the boxing looks legitimate. Yeah. And I will say, I mean, much like Gary Daniels, in that one fight scene, when he throws a punch, he looks good. He looks good. He does. He knows what he's That's doing. True. But it yeah. is just like, okay. The acting pool, the talent pool of acting in this movie is pretty shallow. I'd say there's, I'd say there's one good actor, (laughs) and that's Charles Napier, who plays the general, because you've seen Charles Napier play a billion generals. 
a billion generals, uh, police officers, yeah. uh, racists. Yeah. You know, he does. He's the guy. Uh, I, I, I always think of him from Rambo First Blood Part 2. He's the guy who abandons Rambo. And then he's mm. like, Murdoch, I'm coming for you. Uh, See, I always think of him as the guy from Blues Brothers. Yes, uh, yeah, the, the racist Southern Blues guy. Brothers. Uh, he plays one of the main cops in Silence of the Lambs. I mean, Charles mm-hmm. Napier. Uh, by the way, he was the voice of the Incredible Hulk on the 1970s Incredible Hulk show. He was the one going. Was he? <laughs> he did all those sounds for the Incredible Hulk. That's because he's got that, that means... deep kind of. It seems kind of beneath him, but then again, so does this movie. Yeah, you know? I mean, I think that was, I think that was a, uh, uh, you go in once and record all the uh, voices, right? For that, uh, yeah. you do, you just yeah. do. Now give us Hulk angry, you know, and then you just you have that. Yeah, he worked for maybe forty five minutes for <laughs> uh, audio clips used for the entirety of the show. Yeah, so, um, he was the voice of the the chief of the Men in Black on the Men in Black animated series. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, and uh, I know his voice because he's in a lot of Simpsons episodes. They frequently used him if they needed like prison warden, military general. They'd bring in Charles Napier a lot on the Simpsons. So. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he has nothing to do in this movie. You talk about this being beneath him. What he work a day? He's in like three scenes. Yeah. Yes. He's and he's basically not in this movie. No, he's just there to go. This is your mission, son. Yeah. Uh, because. Something I didn't... I didn't know what the plot of this movie was other than I knew it was about a riot on Christmas Eve. I did mm-hmm. not expect that it was about the British ambassador's daughter being... Ca- like, like we're talking about, the riot doesn't matter to the plot. It is no. just a dangerous thing around as mm-hmm. Gary... Da- and also, because of the budget, you don't get much of a sense of a riot. Like, the riot has, like, happened. It's almost like... There aren't a lot of people on the streets in this riot, which is well, weird. Well, because it's kind of post-riot, I think. Because, like, the opening credit or opening sequence is <laughs> supposed to be the, the riot. The movie's called Riot, and the first thing I wrote is I just went, yep, it's a riot. <laughs> it we certainly get... starts out as a riot. And you can uh, tell it, once again, but even that footage is pretty cheap. It's like they're wrecking one cop car, you know? <laughs> one cop car, one storefront, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's yeah, a group it, of it's a group of fifteen to twenty people that are rioting. You know, it's not. It implies that there's more uh, uh, rioting happening in other blocks of the city. Well, I thank suppose. God we have the news reporters to tell us how bad the rioting is. But then the idea that it's it's a rioting so bad they're shooting down news copters. Whoa, that's pretty fucking. That'd be. We've had multiple big riots in our lifetime, Lisbon. I don't remember anything yeah. where people had rocket launchers on the ground. Not, not really, yeah. Uh, and nobody's really calling out how ridiculous that is. Yeah. Uh, because why would they? I this mean, movie I don't is know ridiculous. why this movie didn't just go full post-apocalyptic. Or the movie we keep talking about, the movie they're ripping off is Escape from New York. And remember, the whole thing in right. that is New York has been walled off. And it's basically, mm-hmm. it's been given up. Like, the government has given up on New York. It's a war zone. Yeah. And that's what this movie wants to do with this riot, where it's just like, mm-hmm. in the middle of this war zone, a guy has to go in and get somebody out. But there's, but the 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 stuff with the, the stuff with the news reporter, like, that really bothers me, because if it was just a stupid movie about, well, I mean, it is a stupid movie about <laughs> nothing. Yeah. But, why i just why put any amount of like 
I don't know. Like, don't try to either actually explore what goes into these kinds of situations or don't touch it at all. Yeah. Because it's really, really complicated. Um, and you and I, John, do not have like the knowledge base uh, or sociology no. degrees required to, nor, uh, to get into it. But nor does anyone but, involved in this movie. <laughs> no, no. But it, it's just... Why it's have very it at loaded. All? It's very loaded. Why have it at all? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I will say that the news reporter was maybe one of the better actors in the movie, if I that makes any I sense. I have seen that guy in other stuff, too. He's another guy yeah. where I've seen him. Uh, Kenneth, oh, is this him? Yeah, Kenneth Tigar is this actor's name. Oh, my God! I, I know exactly who he is. He looks so familiar to me. He's in the Avengers. He's the German guy that stands up to Loki and says, there are always men like you. Uh, he does the whole and Captain America okay. comes and says he has a great that's one of my favorite scenes in Avengers where he's like yeah. a holocaust survivor who's like I'm not going to bow to you great stuff man, man I mean he yeah. is but you look he's in other he's in Lethal Weapon 3 and he's on TV oh. all the time and uh, oh. he's a real deal character actor uh, who yes. once again comes in and does two news reports in an hour Yes. And he's out of the movie. I agree. It, but his dialogue is so silly. And you're just it's like, what silly. newscaster has ever spoken like this? Nobody. Yeah. Mm. I think he's trying to, like, do the thing where, like, this is unprecedented. So I'm just, we're going to sit down and, and really but talk that, about it. That goes back to the thing, though. It's like, it's unprecedented. But then that all that does is make me go, well, then why is it happening? What has happened that has not only led to a riot, but has led to the single worst riot in the history of the world where people have... <laughs> I'm sorry. As soon as a rocket launcher is fired in a major <laughs> metropolitan city, that's huge. That's yeah, war. That's yes. like there's a war in the streets, you know? Yes, yes. And you're like, exactly. that's that's not... like these this the whole LA gang in this movie is way too well put together too like they are for being they're presented as a street gang but they're also like international terrorists is is the movie implying that cuz the movie doesn't say anything but is the movie implying that this LA street gang is being funded by the IRA they're, and they're, that's where they're getting this military equipment I it seems like they're in league with each other, which is also, yeah. oh, so, that's another thing I want. It's such a 90s thing. IRA bad guys yes. are a yes. very 90s action movie thing. I think about a much better action movie, Patriot Games, that has that. Mm -hmm. Or like there's yeah. a Miami Vice episode with it. It was a big concern at the time. I, there's a Columbo yeah. about where he goes up against Irish terrorists, and you're going like, it was a big mm -hmm. thing at the time. Um, there's a podcast I really enjoy called, uh, uh, oh, what is it called? It's called, uh, uh, oh, what the hell is it? Why, now I'm blanking. I love this podcast. Uh, Unclear in Present Danger. And they talk about, uh, 90s political thrillers. But they're talking about, one of the things Ooh. is, in that all, uh, like, post, post-Cold War, pre-War on Terror action movies, right? Yes, and they're talking about, yes. that was a time when they were searching. We don't have the Soviets anymore, so you're searching for new bad guys, and IRA yeah. was one that they hit on, like a lot of stuff, a lot of those movies. Yeah. And this is right in that time when it's like, who could be behind this? Because if this movie was made in the 80s, it would have been the Soviet. It would have been like Invasion USA, right? It's the right, communists right. coming. But we don't have mm -hmm. that in 96, so it's now it's uh, IRA. 
And you're just going like, man, why would the IRA bother to put this plan together? This is, you're telling me this is easier than doing something in England? I thought it was implied that the IRA was doing this specifically to get Gary Daniels. Which makes even less sense. Of course, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, because there's a whole thing with the personal vendetta between him and the IRA guy, which mm-hmm. which comes into the movie. Number one, the IRA comes into the movie in general so late in the game that you're like, wait, Very what? Late. And becomes the the sole villain of the movie. <laughs> they show up, they kill, kill who off. We, they kill off who we thought were the main bad guys. <laughs> That's not how you structure a film. No, and they were worse villains. I They're, would say ultimately they were. I, worse I liked. I, I don't know that his performance is good, but I did like the good. main guy. He was going for it, you know. What I mean, he, he was gets, going for it. He exactly. gets that crazy monologue about. Uh, yeah. I did write down one of his lines in there, and and they had, <laughs> he had his boys Blaze and Shy Boy. <laughs> you know, and and then and then at a certain point we just get Patrick and Brian. The O'Flaherty's. Was, was the character's name Patrick? The brother the brother was Patrick. Brian okay, O'Flaherty okay. is the main guy, and then his brother, Patrick O'Flaherty. Because the actor playing Brian... Mm-hmm. Okay, I went on a journey with this guy. Because yeah, yeah. This, yeah. I started out, when I watched this movie and first heard him speak, I was like, that is a man who does not know how to speak with an Irish accent. This yep. is very clearly not an irish person yeah then the credits rolled mm-hmm. and i saw his the actor's name and i thought maybe <laughs> the, maybe the most irish Pat- yeah go ahead <laughs> Cat- patrick kilpatrick patrick kilpatrick that's uh, as irish like, as it oh, gets th- that's pretty irish so then i'm like is it that he just has an irish name or is he just such a bad actor that he sounds like he doesn't speak with an Irish accent? Did you look up where he's from? Uh, no, I did not. He's from Virginia. He's an American. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's that no, is what I thought. It is. Yeah. But, he is not but, an Irishman. Both both of those both of the brothers are so Ooh, so dole. bad. Oh no! You won't be getting me gold. I mean, it is. It's total leprechaun. <laughs> I was literally. <laughs> Shouting Lucky Charms quotes at them because, because that, they're that's, so comically Irish. They are at Lucky the Leprechaun level of, and I will say Patrick Kilpatrick has many, many credits in big movies, but he is always, I think, just because of how he looks, he's played a henchman in a billion mm-hmm. action movies. Yes, yeah. This yes. guy's been killed. Be this this guy's been killed by every major action hero. Man, Seagal. Schwarzenegger, Tom Cruise, Kiefer Sutherland killed him on twenty four. You know, uh, yeah, <laughs> he yeah. got killed on Chuck. He got shot by David Caruso on CSI Miami. You know, I mean, like it, mm-hmm. this guy's just been around. Where you're going, like, uh, wow, man, he just. I, I will say, I do. He put out a memoir, um, which you've just you've got to read, obviously. No, but Must. I, Must. I don't. I don't want to read it, but I did like that his memoir was called. Where was this here? It's oh oh damn it! Killed would, by legends. It is. Something. It's something in that vein. Yeah, I'll, I'll find it here in a second. But yeah, it is. Uh, 
it is him talking about like it is like I, I uh, uh, he's a perfect it's something like confessions of a professional bad guy or something like that you know mm. um yeah, I mean so it's like I'm, I'm glad he knows what his career is also the yeah. thing I loved in his trivia he's so much a professional bad guy that he <laughs> he does a lot of the LAPD training things where he'll pretend oh. to be bad guys for the LAPD to practice oh. Tactical no. drills and stuff like that. Oh God! That's the. There you go. There's an acting avenue to get enlistment. You can pretend yeah. to be a villain in. I I'm a criminal. Uh, but yeah, like he's one of the bad guys in Minority Report. Like, if you look at his IMDb photo, it's just like, oh, here's Tom Cruise choking him out. You know, here. Uh, oh, uh, they're dying for a living is the name of his. Uh, Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. good. Here he is on Star Trek in alien makeup. You know, like uh, mm. I will say, yikes! There is him in Native American wig, costume, I mean, and makeup. I mean, I'm not surprised. Yeah, but it is just. It's still when you see it, you're like, Ooh, boy, yikes, yikes, yikes. Uh, and it is like costume store Native American outfit too. Um, oh, of course. Yeah. Did you see that the brother? Yeah, okay. Uh yeah, uh, the Patrick Patrick O'Flaherty. Played by Scott Shepard. Yeah. What yeah. a what a list of credits. Now he has here. he has a very different IMDB than the other one. <laughs> this is one of three appearances he ever made in anything. And there's it goes from ninety six to oh eight with no work. Yep. Before he plays Angry Mailbox Man in something called June 9th. Yeah, that is a horror movie guy, that has no one you've ever heard of in it. And this guy was supposed to be intimidating. Oh in my this god! Movie. Oh my god! Yeah, I guess this guy so. has maybe the worst facial hair I've ever seen on an actor. I use the term actor um, yeah, liberally. Yeah, that's here, being but, very uh, generous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this guy, his beard is so bad. Yeah, it's like it's like that patchy and this is coming from somebody who has a bad beard yeah, like, yeah yeah he's got it's like blonde and patchy and it's just unkempt yeah. but it was so bad that later on in the movie i thought he had shaved <laughs> but in actuality it was just too dark to see his facial hair yes uh that's how bad his beard is it was he uh, did he was weird and I, I don't know did you watch this on youtube Yes. So, I mean, yes. it was like, I mean, th this was like VHS quality because I don't think anybody's bothered to digitally remaster. No. This is as good a quality as you're getting. And it's not, I mean, it was totally watchable, but it was like, but still, the fact. It's better that, than Shadow Forces or Yeah, whatever. nothing's as bad as that. That was unwatchable. Yeah. But I will say, the VHS quality mixed with the fact almost the whole movie is shot in the dark. This mm, is yes. a really ugly looking movie. <laughs> it's hard to watch. It yes. is tough. It's because it's most of the movie because of the riot setting is at night lit by like fires oh the amount of barrel fires in this movie <laughs> i do also think listen is this a record for most people on fire in an action shelf movie there's a lot of it's people, up there people a lot of people get lit on fire in this movie which i do and yeah. i do enjoy um yeah. the guy riding a motorcycle on fire i think was my favorite Mm, yeah, that was pretty good. The idea that, that he would just keep good. going. He's like, I may be burning alive, but I've got to run this guy down. <laughs> um, I have one job. Do you love that when we meet uh, Gary Daniels, he just immediately ditches his shirt and starts pumping iron? 
<laughs> I did. I also love that he was working out in like stiff blue jeans. That was an interesting choice. That is such a 1996 thing. I feel <laughs> like because uh, we talk about like a lot of these movies are like that, where everybody's in jeans all the time. It's yeah, action yeah. heroes in jeans is a very 90s thing to me. Specifically, is, guys yeah. doing like martial arts in jeans. Like I think mm-hmm. we talk about Jeff Wincott in uh, martial law and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of guys yes. in jeans. Um, Jump kicks in jeans. Yeah. I think that should be a genre. <laughs> and you're just going like, that is not at all what you should be wearing. Um, nope. But yeah, it's just nope. shirtless. And they have just doused him in sweat. And it's just mm-hmm. this montage of like, and he's doing a lot of like, acting. Yeah. And it's very uncomfortably long, like everything in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh. when, well, the thing I, I thought, okay, I get it. He's pumping iron. He's out, he's doing bench presses. And I'm like, okay, now he's over at the, the weight machine. Okay. Now he's got some, bar- I'm like, he moves from weight machine to weight machine. The fact that we see him use like five different kinds of weights. And this is all in his apartment. Mm-hmm. So we're led to believe that he has no space for anything else other than weight machines. And apparently, boy, this movie, somebody read Blake Snyder's Save the Cat because him saving these kids <laughs> from, by the way, the dumbest kid maybe in movie history. Like, yes. Yes. I wasn't a particularly smart kid, but I wouldn't have put a, just a full a, a pizza in a cardboard box in the oven and set it to God knows what, too. I wish I could say the same thing. I think I might have been this dumb as a child. Uh, By the way, uh, shame on me for assuming these kids would be characters in this movie. Um, Oh, God, no. No, they're going to be abandoned very soon. Well, you want to talk about... Also, their mother never shows up. I thought that was going to be an important story beat. Also, why not just make it his kids or something? It was just like, they're the kids who live next door to him. They're home alone on Christmas Eve. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they're like, our mom never showed up. She was supposed to show up two hours ago. I'm like, oh, wow, that's really tragic. Yeah. Uh, it'd be a shame if this movie completely abandoned this plot line um, and well, never resolved. And his response point. is he goes, well, you know, traffic's pretty bad tonight. So uh, she's probably just getting delayed. She's probably fine. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he knows there's, like, the most violent riot in world history is happening outside. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. he's living in the nice part of town. That's not touching this area. This is kind of... That's the other thing I thought, too, is, like, where is she that she needs to be out on Christmas Eve? Um, Mm -hmm. This is, like, a really nice apartment that he's in. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it's Um, not like, oh, she's pulling double duty at the diner tonight or something like that. I mean, I don't know. Who I know. I don't know. She's she's a non-existent character, literally. The but, fact the fact that the, I mean, there's no room for any sort of socioeconomic critique here. No. So like, which is interesting like, for a movie based around a riot. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> kind of comes with the territory. Uh, but, you think? Yeah. Uh, you think? But yeah, I do love the yeah, the the little girl is like uh, mom told us not to cook anything. He's like nuts to that. I'm having pizza, and he just grabs a full like red baron pizza out of the freezer, chucks it in the oven, just flips some switches, and is like, well, Blocks whatever. And all yeah, Blocks just and all, and immediately smoke is pouring like out into the <laughs> hallway. Because Gary Daniels is in the apartment next door, going, "I right, what's that then?" Uh, Hey, something smells like it's burning. 
Yeah, Gary, poor Gary Daniels, unfortunately. He may have been a forebearer, but like guys like Adkin Statham have really cornered the market yeah. on the British action hero. Uh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. this guy is just not... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's well, just... Well, Scott Adkins and Statham are better actors. So <laughs> they can do martial arts the and they can act. What? Yeah. Who'd have thought? I, did, I was talking about this last night. I was telling people about this movie. And there is something that's so interesting to me about both Gary Daniels and Sugar Ray Laird. It's just the idea that they go, hey, these guys can fight. I bet they can act. Like, that's always a thing on this show that gets me is, we're, oh, we'll get the world kickboxing champion. Yeah, he could probably carry a movie. And you're like, I don't know why you would make that jump. I mean... If we talk about because they don't care about the acting. Maybe. No, it really like, is like what what our yeah the divorced dads watching this want mm, to mm-hmm. see them kick real good. This but, is a pretty solid divorce problematic divorced dad movie. Oh yeah, oh yeah, pretty solid. Yeah, I mean the fact that it has <laughs> it's a movie about a riot that has no political viewpoint is mm-hmm. pretty great. Other than yeah. I don't even know that this movie's IRA bad because it's just these guys are bad. I don't think this movie actually even has anything to say about the IRA because, no. it, yeah, it is like a personal vendetta. It doesn't have anything to do with the actual reasoning behind the IRA. And there's also a line between uh, uh, Patrick Kilpatrick. Patrick Kilpatrick. And, and the main uh, gang leader yeah. uh, talking about, like, how the African American has been oppressed in the same way that the Irish have been oppressed by. That by is English. as like, close to a political dialogue don't as this movie has. Say that if you're not willing to explore those themes, because like, that actually, I could totally see like a crime movie that that deals with that and is kind. Yeah, that's that's like ooh, a halfway interesting thing that he will then shoot that guy like thirty <laughs> seconds later is like oh, so we're not okay. Got it. This has you don't yeah. give a shit at all about that. You know what's interesting, John? You you brought up the like the search for who like yeah. the villain of of this time. Yeah, that's such an interesting idea because instead of like film filmmakers thinking about like what's an interesting topic I can really dig into, mm-hmm. it's instead what is the the common uh, parlance like shorthand of what a villain is. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we don't want to tell a story here. We just need some bad guys that people will instantly recognize totally. as bad guys. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you see that. Yeah. They talk a lot about the, the and I love that. I mean, it's more on a on a broad scale that's problematic than individually in movies. Because, mm. like, but they're, like, on that podcast, they talk a lot about, like, the Jack Ryan movies, right? And mm-hmm. so you do get Patriot Games where he's fighting the IRA and then Claire and Present Daniel where it's like, oh, it's Colombian drug cartels. And you're just going, like, mm-hmm. what can we throw our action heroes exactly. at? And then, I mean, this is, this is I, I realize the dark statement I'm making, but there is a thing where it was sort of like post 9-11. It was almost like, oh, thank God. Okay, Middle Eastern terrorists. Great. Now mm-hmm. we've got it. Oh, you bet. you. I 100% believe that an executive somewhere was like, oh, thank God we can have like a consistent <laughs> villain again. And now uh, we've circled all back around that every action movie I watch today is Russians again. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. the Russians have really made a yeah. case for themselves being... They brought that on themselves, though. I do want to say... They sure did. That's not Hollywood. <laughs> that happened in reality. When you actually yeah. are the bad guys in reality, it's... T- yeah. <laughs> it's like, boom, got it. James Bond can fight Russians again. Um, Hooray. Great. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, let's... <laughs> I just sort of like the new Top Gun is like, 
it's a country that we don't say who we're fighting. It's like, I don't know. That looks an awful lot like Russia, guys. Uh, Ooh, it does. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Uh, but I, oh, my God. Okay. So Gary Daniels is an SAS. Now, that's British Special Forces, the Special Air Services. Mm-hmm. Is the, uh, and he's in the U.S. to train American soldiers is what they say. Not that that sure. matters at all. No, that's never shown at any point. <laughs> no, and it you just might ex- miss it if you miss the one line where they say that. He says so. that, yeah, because because uh, of course we get dumb, dumb. Because oh, we also get oh, Jesus Christ, of course. And I mean, it's not cultural appropriation to eat with chopsticks, but the fact that Gary Daniels is doing martial arts and he's making Asian noodles and showing the kids how to make chopsticks or how to use mm-hmm. chopsticks is like Jesus Christ. Because uh, yeah. after the kid almost sets fire to the whole fucking building, uh, <laughs> Gary Daniels is like, hey, come over to my place and have some yakisoba. Uh, and yeah, he's like, I mean, it's classic. It's classic uh, action shelf. Really. It's classic yeah. action shelf where we want to talk about martial arts and Asian culture, but only through white guys doing it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That is, oh God. Because uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we're in prime Jackie Chan territory at this point if you actually cared about martial arts movies. True, uh, yeah. 96 is a good time for that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, oh, did I mention that the Patrick Kilpatrick was, was killed by Chow Yun-Fat in The Replacement Killers? So That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. He got him, mm-hmm. too. Uh, right. So I just love the idea of I've been killed by the best. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so, yeah, so he's, he's doing that. Of course, the kid's like, you ever kill anybody? Oh, <laughs> of course. Uh, no, oh, no, yes, yeah. So many. I, I kill like you breathe. Yeah. Um, well, he will drop what forty to fifty bodies in this movie. Easily. Yes, easily. Yes, exactly. He kills be a lot of people. Unaffected by that. Totally. This um, man is a trained I, weapon of a human being. <laughs> I love. I love when protagonists of movies are just stone cold sociopathic <laughs> killers. You know, it's like I get that he's special forces, but that doesn't mean he would have no feeling about. Yeah. Any anything, or even just being in the situation, he has. He's just like whatever. Uh, streets full of criminals all trying to kill me. Yeah, another day at the office. <laughs> I mean, and he has no character. There is what? No. What do we know about what is this guy's name? Shane something. Uh, it sounds right. Shane, yeah. maybe Shane Major uh, Shane Alcott. What do we know about Shane Alcott other than he's the best of the best? Oh, he's the best. Um, of the, yeah, by the way, if you're playing the uh, action shelf bingo, cross off. He's he's the best. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. the best we got. Uh, he's the best. Yeah. He's so uh, he's such a good British soldier. He has to come over and train American soldiers because he's so uh-huh. good at soldiering. Uh, and then of course, <laughs> I did just think. How many things must it be like the British ambassador's daughter is kidnapped? Well, the British ambassador's daughter just happens to be his ex-fiance. Like, oh, my mm-hmm. God. And the person doing it also happens to be his mortal nemesis. It's t- we, are, we are all for personal stakes and often complain movies don't have them. I don't need. I don't know that we need everything to be personal stakes, though. Like, right? <laughs> Something needs to tie the main character into the to the narrative, but not everything. Yeah, it's yeah. like uh, I I feel like either make the the IRA guy a nemesis of his, or the girl is his ex love. You don't do both. You can't do both. Yeah. That's too much. That is, that and is too much. You had to love this flashback scene 
when it goes to him in uniform. Oh, and of course, the British and another action shelf thing. Uh, she's also a, a, a famous fashion model, the British ambassador. Yes. Of course. Yes. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yes. Mm. Yeah, the flashback scene of the uh, <laughs> the guy critiquing her, like, uh, this very uh, 90s stereotypical. Yeah. They're not, he's, he is gay, but they're, they're not saying that he's gay kind of a thing. Yeah, the fashion uh, photographer guy who's very, yeah, yeah you, th- this fashion photographer is in every 90s movie. This this movie gives like small characters like weird little moments of like like th- this guy got way too much time to be talking to her you know like it was maybe it was maybe like a minute of him like saying like doing bits or whatever <laughs> and this uh, movie's not that long and it's still we're talking about how much this movie drags and it's ninety four minutes long. <laughs> This movie feels like it's three hours long. It yeah, it do, it does feel long. There's just everything. There's probably there's probably about fifty minutes of movie in this ninety four minute runtime. Really. Uh, yes. Yes. Definitely. But yeah, and then you got him in his uniform, and it's the past, and he's like, "Oh God!" I mean, this is such an action shelf scene, and Gary Daniels has no emotional acting ability at all so he's just like nope. i love you sweetie but sorry i just got a new assignment gotta go on a top secret mission you know i'd marry you if i could uh <laughs> it's so dumb but it's like so but so, it's so like well i'm off to war <laughs> <laughs> and she the, the this part his fiance. I can't. I couldn't tell so, you this woman's acting ability because she has like four lines in the whole movie. I think she has four lines, and I, my guess is that her direction was act more like a child. I want you to act <laughs> infantile at every moment possible. Oh, okay, uh, this this makes sense, Lisman. And we, we see a lot of crossover. She's a soap opera person, which you know. Okay. N- neither here nor there. Once again, I have no sense. Uh, uh, Paige Rollins, her name. Uh, and yeah. she's been on lots of. I mean, she was in like an episode of Castle. I mean, she's a she's a working mm. actress. Um, yeah, but yeah, you cannot critique her acting no. on this movie because there's nothing. I have no sense. And 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 yeah. and the whole third act, she's unconscious. Yes. <laughs> At a certain point, she's just out of the movie. Yeah, she's yes. basically she, a prop in this film. She is a prop. Yeah, I, I mean, exactly. That is exactly. It's just right. the bad guys have her, and Gary Daniels needs to get her. And then it's like Gary Daniels the has flag, but it's, it is. It's he girlfriend. gets. <laughs> they have her. He gets her back. Then he's got to keep him away from her. Then she's hurt. He's got to get her somewhere. And then uh-huh. lit- literally the end of the movie, he's just carrying her out of the city. Yes. He's yes. like, hey, Merry Christmas, hey, um, I I love the uh, Resident Evil Four logic that's in here, where he's just like hide. Uh, and she like hides <laughs> in a closet, is, and he total, fights a bunch of people. It's total Resident Evil Four, exactly. She, yeah. she she goes and hides in a dumpster, or whatever. And he's like, like eh. she has the same character uh, motivations as Ashley Graham from yeah. Resident Evil Four. Who is uh, I love that game, but who is one of the worst characters in the history of video one games? One of the worst characters, yes. Just yes, an definitely. awful, awful character. So obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a testament how great that game is that that does not affect my enjoyment of it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's talk about this out of nowhere scene where he's getting beers with his good pal Sugar Ray Leonard or what's his mm-hmm. name Williams. Who cares? Major Williams, apparently. No first name. Sure. Uh, 
Nope. Who cares? No, Major's uh, actually his first name. Yeah. He's not part of the military. But once again, it's Chris. <laughs> it's Chris. Keep in mind everything we're describing. It's Christmas Eve. It is Christmas Eve. And they're, they they're, have nothing better to do. They have nothing to do because they're soldiers with no lives. I never, by the way, I did not understand why him going on that mission meant the end of his relationship with that woman. Uh, well, they basically, okay, here's what happened. He went on this mission. Yeah. And she was like, well, I guess, I guess he'll never come back. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna break it off. Like she has no, she, cause he, he literally says, wait for me or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she doesn't. So she, <laughs> and then she's she like, is nah, kind of, yeah and then she's like i'm so sorry and then it's fine you know what i mean like there's no there's, it's so juvenile and then it's, it's so just, stupid yeah i know it yeah it is it is just like oh we don't even want to begin to bother with human emotions no no there cannot be an actual conversation about him like you know, there can be an argument made it's like i would be in a relationship with you but you're not here most of the time. Yeah. That, so like, how can I be in a relationship? That is a realistic. That is a realistic thing to deal with. That the movie could also do very simply, where it's like you're. It's not even like you're always going on missions and you're never around. It's just like off to go on this one mission. She's like, well, that's just fucking. Then forget it. Because because this movie does the thing where the protagonist can never be in the wrong. You know, no, no, so, it's like, never the his problem fault. with their relationship is only on her end uh, well, for being impa- I mean, uh, impatient child. This movie, and this is not new by any means. Uh, this movie's thoughts on women are, I'm pretty oh. sure, I, the nonstop, get out of here, bitch, move, bitch, come on, bitch. Just, just constantly, It's just yeah. a yeah. bombardment of, I get it, you hate women, can we move <laughs> on? Can we just, can we all just... Uh, uh, I grant them. You hate women. Got it. Jesus okay. Christ. Just have a title card at the beginning of the movie that says "I hate women" and yeah. just cut out all that shit because it <laughs> communicates the same information. The the best developed female character in the movie is the little girl in that family that he meets. Yes, later. she yes. has some, and I'm not saying it, but it's like she technically has some characteristics. Uh, that's true. That is but true. yeah, it is. Uh, God. Um. But so they're hanging out in this bar, and uh-huh. for reasons this is them in the bar, whatever on Christmas Eve. Okay, sure, fine. Mm-hmm. The yeah. idea that there is for some reason a super racist softball team in this <laughs> <laughs> out of no and I love, I love the exposition of like we've been doing softball for the last five years. Yeah, and tonight. They tell us some fucking riot is going on, and it's not safe for us to play. And that, like, and they're I just didn't ask. They are just steamed about. Oh, because Sugar Ray Leonard turns around and accidentally spill, spills a beer on this guy, yes. which then proceeds for this guy to just launch into an entire. And and he does. He goes because there's a riot out there caused by you people. Yeah, and he, and you best believe he drops some very very oh he's, uh, racist he's, phrases. Uh, I, I, he's using all the words, all of the words. Yeah, all of the yeah. words for all the people. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's just like, good God, 
Number, I'm like, it's Christmas Eve. Oh, obviously. I mean, these guys are the problematic divorce dads, obviously. Mm-hmm. When you're looking to play mm-hmm. softball on Christmas Eve with all your buddies, you've got no home life of any sort. The, 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 well, yeah. My kids aren't talking to me, so guess what? I'm going to take it out on this black guy. Our team name is the Restraining Orders, because all of us got restraining orders. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we, we all met in an anger management class. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so funny though. And it is just like funny. it I'm just going like, oh, you could have them fight some guys in a bar, but did they have to be comically just horrible? Well, it's the yeah, same thing. Yeah, cuz otherwise then the main characters are just assaulting a bunch. I guess like, that's I, the thing was like it's one thing to make them like, "Whoa, buddy, where are you going?" but to actually have him dropping horrible mm-hmm. racial slurs. It's the same thing with that uh with the Norris movie, what, the Hitman, where it's like, yes. I'm sorry, yeah. why did the bullies have to be dropping the N-word? You're just like, yeah, it's know. it's so unnecessary, and it's so, it's, we think we've talked about, it. it's a level of racism that is, I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but holy shit, just people being so naked, no microaggressions, just straight up being like, that's right, buddy. Well, because that, you know, not to get too political, but like, those kinds of representations are what people can point to and say, see, I'm not like that. Yeah, that you know? that makes so it therefore easy. therefore, I'm not racist. It makes it easy. Yeah, it's like, well, yeah, almost no one is like that. Ex- exactly. Um, Jesus Christ. And, 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 I, mm-hmm. and uh, the other reason they're a softball team is so we can use the bats in this fight. Of right? course. Yeah, that's yes, the whole thing. Because I also love, too, uh, that they would come, they're pissed that they can't play softball, so they come into a bar in their uniforms with their gear. <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> in their uniforms, too. So they're part of some kind of softball league? These aren't just guys playing softball? Theoretically, yeah. I mean, somebody just had a bunch of costumes. Yeah, you know? it's, it's, like, it's very we'll... funny. But uh, yeah. Gary Daniels, because Sugar Ray Leonard wants to beat the shit out, but Gary Daniels is like, I cool it, pal. <laughs> Which I am like, uh, once again, not great when uh, somebody drops the N-word and then a white guy is telling a black guy to calm down about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything too bad. Just calm down. Come on, let's not get worked up. Uh, yeah. And then in classic '90s fashion, they're willing to let the racism go, but when they accuse them of being gay, now it's That's... time to fuck these guys up. It's like the uh, community quote: "I can excuse racism, yeah. <laughs> but I draw the line at uh, homophobia." Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, and and but in in the truly psychotic thing, they don't just go and beat them; they turn over no. a pool table to block the exit so that they can't. These guys can't run away. Yeah, I when they did that, I'm like, they're going to murder these people, like. These are supposed to be the protagonists. And it's our, of the it's movie. our first one-liner from Gary Daniels who goes, "Let's close this place." And then they also, proceed to This is the bar that they yeah. frequent. Oh, we right? see no one working the bar. Like there's no bartender, nope. there's no wait staff. I don't know what nope. the but they proceed to beat the ever-living shit out of these guys. Y- yes. There's a scene there's where, no where Sugar there's Ray no Leonard track Oh, sorry. No, no. I was just saying, there's a scene where Sugar Ray Laird punches a guy conservatively 75 times. (laughs) When he is just pummeling that guy's body, I was like, that man is dead. All of his organs have lived. Because you think about how 
fucking hard Sugar Ray Leonard would hit somebody. And he is just yeah. repeatedly, he's like, it's, he's like working a speed bag on this guy's gut. His organs yeah. are liquid. <laughs> and yeah, and that's the issue with this fight scene. Well, there's a lot of issues. <laughs> The reason why it's so long is because there's no like keeping track. Of, no, there's no like forward momentum in it. It's like a video it, game. No, it's like, ever it's ever ending waves of these softball players. Like they just they either keep spawning out out of frame and coming in and attacking, <laughs> or they keep getting up after being hit in the face with a baseball bat, which is not real. Well, that's the other thing. He's got the he's got the aluminum bat too. That's kill you clocks. You could kill somebody with one strike on that thing conceivably. Yes. And Gary yes. Daniels is just yes. whipping that thing around. Did you get the impression that they padded out the length of this fight scene just so they could fit the entire song that they put in? That, that easily could be the case. They laid yeah. that down first and then used the rest mm -hmm. of this, and then it finally ends where they throw these guys out a plate glass window. Yes, where there's a waiting army jeep. That just goes, come on, fellas, let's go. It's just like, all right, well, we've already, uh, we've already just uh, murdered a bunch of guys in this bar. Guess it's time to go to work. And then also vandalized the glass leading into like they, but it they're is, literally doing the thing that people were accusing the, the gangs of doing in the the different part of the city. You know, the guy behind the uh, wheel of the jeep is just like you knuckleheads. What a couple of rapscallions. It's insane. So then, yeah, they get their assignment. Uh, I, this is the very Escape from New York thing, I thought, when they bring up the map and they go, well, were they requested to make the exchange? Because this gang has them and they want, what is it? What is, did I write down? It's like 2.5 2 million. million. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, $2 million. Yeah. And he goes, uh, yeah, but where they're asking to do the exchange is right here in the middle of no man's land. You're like, no man's land? Number one, how long has this riot been going on for that, like, parts of the city have been claimed in it? Apparently, I think it's supposed to have just been one night, right? Yeah, well, that's At insane. According to this. One yeah, night, uh, and the yeah. city is already a full-on war zone where there's a no-man's land, and it's just like, oh, we've yeah. just given up. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> usually riots end when the military arrives. That's usually kind of the, like... When you call in the National Guard, that's usually like, mm -hmm. yeah, you declare martial law, and that's that's how they pretty much all end. Here, it seems like it's gotten worse since the army has showed up. Maybe it's like the uh, the what was the zone in Seattle that was uh, oh. set up for a while? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember what that was called, but maybe that's kind of what they're going for. Maybe a little bit. That's yeah, but it it just I don't know. It's so once again, it's just, it's it's so sci-fi Escape from New York, like yes, well, city's it a war zone. Just been, it should have just been like science fiction or something. Just go so full that there's at not it. Context of like go full <laughs> at it, where because the idea, yeah, and the idea that the, we've we've already map, we already have a full map of the scenario. We know exactly what it is. Ugh, this That's part's point, controlled yeah. by the Joker gang, you know. Uh, <laughs> I mean, because it is sort of no man's land. There's the famous Batman story where Gotham has the earthquake and it gets broken up into the different gangs and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and so there, there, uh, uh, Sugar Ray Leonard's a helicopter pilot. He's gonna fly Gary Daniels in, and he makes a big deal about you got to take a gun, even though they said no weapon. Now, didn't you think that gun was gonna be important? It's I not. I forgot that he had a gun. <laughs> it's not. He just he just shoots somebody with it later. And by the yeah. way, he shoots like forty shots from a revolver. Of course, you know. 
from a revolver and then he has like a little tmp yeah that he's firing and yeah. that gun has at least i want to say upwards of 400 bullets in it, <laughs> yeah, like, it does. at, at it least does. when he's firing it at the forklift or yeah whatever, oh god it's just non-stop just non and we i don't think he i don't think there's a single scene of him reloading ever in this no movie. there's never a shot like there's never even a cool like putting a new clip in or whatever or which like is interesting the because there's so much diving with guns in slow motion so clearly this director is you know ripping off john woo but there's none of, of that course. chow yun fat reloading his guns is often like a, a big thing in john woo movies it's cool like it, reloading is cinematic and especially it, if you're like, doing slow motion when you drop the magazine and you know mm -hmm. like it's and it, it it increases tension if you're aware of the amount of bullets you have yeah and you have that constraint that makes the movie more exciting it does you know? it yeah. is a thing yeah and good action movies do stuff like that. That's a big mm -hmm. thing the Mission Impossible movies have been good about. It's not with bullets specifically, but uh, one of the things they figured out is if the technology doesn't work, it's often the most exciting scenes. Yes. When, when spy yes. gadgets don't work and stuff like that. People who mm. make these action movies don't understand that often the times... It's the thing about, too, when the hero really gets beaten down, it's more exciting. Mm -hmm. When, the, when you're out of ammo, it's more exciting. You know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. No, it's just yeah. this... Gary Daniels is just an unstoppable force in this movie. At no point. Yeah. I don't think there's any point. He, like, <laughs> is briefly losing a fight to that big guy until he just decides not to. Yes. Yeah. That uh, stairway fight, by the way, is total video game. He fights oh like a wave God. of henchmen before the big boss comes in. This movie did feel like a video game. It like does. it did feel like a 1990s action. Especially when like I said like they're doing the map where it's like these are the sections of the city and mm -hmm. stuff like that. It mm -hmm. is very video gamey in that sense. And that's Yeah. That's not inherently a bad thing. Uh no. Escape from New York feels very video gamey, but but that's in reverse as we've often talked about cuz Escape from New York has such massive influence that mm -hmm. that movie has influenced a lot of games. Uh, a lot, of games, a lot yeah. of games, yeah. Escape from New York because it is kind of built like a video game with the levels and parts of the city. And mm -hmm. we've talked mm -hmm. about Carpenter is a huge gamer. Um, He's a huge gamer, and I know that like like Kojima was really inspired mass, by Carpenter I mean, films, especially Escape from New York. Uh, um, I mean, Metal Gear Solid is just yeah. Solid I mean, Snake, Snake is Snake Plissken, right? Like, I mean, yeah, or at least he was his, named after that character. Yeah, and he's got the eye patch. It's a total homage to yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. And Snake Plissken, one of the great action heroes in movie history. I don't think mm -hmm. Shane Alcott is making that list. <laughs> yeah, probably not. It's me, Shane Alcott. <laughs> yeah, he doing uh, here gonna do. Yeah, some where's stuff. The, where's the video game? Uh, where's the Kojima game based on uh, Riot? Yeah, 1996's Riot. That's what I want to know. You know, we almost did two Gary Daniels movies this month because he we 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 were gonna do The Gardener, uh, uh, and oh, he's right. the bad guy in that. Oh man, what could have been, John? And what could have been. been? We'll have to get back to the gardener at some point, uh, which is mm -hmm. a, of course, who could forget? That's a that's a Robert Bronzy film. So that's oh god, just imagine the charisma on screen when Bronzy and Daniels face off. Oh, can you even the <laughs> crackling? It's forget diet. Forget Willis and Rickman. It's Daniels yeah. and Bronzy. Uh, mm. Jesus Christ! Uh, Tension is palpable. Yeah, so he gets dropped into the city here, and uh -huh. the first I just like he the second he sets foot in this city, there's a guy going, "What you doing here, motherfucker?" Yeah, 
It's just immediate, yeah. And I say that, I understand that what I just did was a racist caricature, but that is how every black character in this movie talks. Legitimately, every it is. Every character except for Sugar Ray Leonard and then the family. Who yeah. later stays. Which with. I won't yes, talk about. everyone else. That's the other good actor in this movie is that father. Um, yes, that scene between uh, Gary Daniels and the dad yeah. was actually legitimately very well, that, good. That guy, is also, that guy is dad. also like a ringer. He is a he is a real deal actor. Um, Which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about him as that, but... Uh, yeah, he's he's and so it's pretty much from here on out. Just assume every scene is Gary Daniels walks down the street until someone attacks him. That is yes. basically what the movie is. Re, they, I think they kind of uh, uh, fire their shot a little early here with this roller hockey gang because you don't get much sillier than this. <laughs> and so once again, he is surrounded by guys on roller skates. In hockey, <laughs> why is it always amateur athletes that are attacking him? Um, I don't know. But this I is just an know. excuse so he can get a <laughs> hockey true. stick it and start. Always <laughs> That's true. It's always Gary Daniels is doing nothing but fighting recreational sports leagues. Um, hey, <laughs> we're the local bowling team, <laughs> and he gets. We got a bone to pick with you. <laughs> Yeah, this kickball league's gonna fuck you up, man. <laughs> Our water polo team is fucking vicious. Yeah, but you you gotta get in the pool, Gary Daniels. Then we'll fuck yeah. you up. But you yeah. you, you gotta come to us. Uh, you gotta get, yeah, and you gotta wear the right attire, you know. Yeah, man. Hey, that's not cool. You can't bring that in here. You gotta take a shower yeah. first, too, man. Come on. Yeah, and also take a shower first. Yeah. Don't be filthy. Respect okay? the rules of the pool. Uh. Yeah. I love a pool-based gang. We just control this pool. Uh. <laughs> this territory is ours. Specifically, this one pool. <laughs> Not even the whole water park. No, it's just that, one in, in fact, most of park. that is taken over by the Latin kings. But we... Uh, <laughs> when are we... Wait, I guess there was already a movie where terrorists take over uh, Oh, who could forget Blast? It. But what about? I think like an aquatic center would be. There you die hard and die hard and slide. Yes, die hard in an aquatic center. There's got to mm -hmm. be one. They've done die hard everywhere. Exactly. Uh, we've done die, die hard. hard on the set of Die Hard. That's the next. level. <laughs> that should be the last Die Hard movie. Is it? Is it all yeah. totally just comes about itself? Uh, so he beats these guys up. He does kill the last guy by frying him with Christmas lights. I didn't understand how that worked. Neither did I. There are several deaths in this movie that I did not follow. <laughs> that I had there's a there's a couple times people got killed and I had to back up and go, "How did this happen?" And I <laughs> so I he, don't understand exactly how this happened either. He chopped the Christmas lights with the hockey stick, mm -hmm. which is hilarious. Yep. Um But there's then, not like, a, the there, loose yeah, there can't be enough current running through that that even if you cut the wire, it would electrocute a man to death. Yeah, I have Christmas lights hung up around my apartment. Yeah. And, like, I'm not worried about, like, being killed at any point. No. You know what I mean? Like, I said, even if the wire got exposed or something, it would shock you. But I don't think it... This guy goes up, man. Yes. Yeah, and, and they're just... fries. These are just normal Christmas lights. I don't... But, Ooh. I mean... They land on him, and he just and he's smoking, and and I mean, he fries his ass. No, I did yes. not understand that, but I did laugh at it quite a bit. Um, mm -hmm. 
And uh, yeah, so then uh, after he gets to that, he finally goes to the church where the main villains are holding the girl. And uh, they, once again, it's like, who are you, motherfucker? Uh, and and you better believe that there's uh, zooming in shots of like the various, uh, you know, windows and oh, window panes. Well, and, lest uh, we, for, we haven't glass. we haven't mentioned the soundtrack, but there's a lot of like religious Christmas songs throughout the whole movie. I mean, the whole opening mm-hmm. of the movie is the riot scene set to come all ye faithful. That's true. And then the, the bar fight scene, there is a some sort of christmas themed hip hop song yeah uh it's not but I... it is not run dmc's christmas song no they can't no, afford that they not... can't uh was that we, <laughs> we can't emphasize this enough this is not a good song but it's uh, it's 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 a sound alike like it's somebody trying it to do the run dmc one mm-hmm. um no it's terrible it's terrible uh but oh, so, I'm seeing Gary Daniels in a movie called Blood Moon. Does that sound familiar? Yeah, I saw that one. That cover is amazing with him with the torn shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, great. As yeah. long as we're... Yeah. You get... <laughs> so I just have to read the tagline. You get one shot before he kills you. <laughs> you know what? He kind of, that, that feels like a Lucas Lee movie for those who, who are does. Scott Pilgrim fans. It fan. does. That does seem... That's like the... Uh, <laughs> the, the, I don't think it's in the movie, but they talked about the one where he's the doctor. Uh, there was they, they they had an imaginary one that was a doctor. It's like the good news is you're you're going to live. The bad news, he's gonna kill you. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Oh uh, man! Oh, those are total action shots. We would be doing Lucas Lee movies if they were uh, real. Absolutely, because that clip yeah. that's in Scott Pilgrim is a hundred percent an action shelf scene. Um. <laughs> So yeah, uh, no. So he shows up and he's got the he's got the ransom money with him, and he mm-hmm. does. Of course, we get another one line. He goes, and "It's like who are you, motherfucker?" And he goes, "Just call me Santa," because because Christmas. And then and then the guy's response is, "Well, ho ho ho, motherfucker!" I believe yeah. is his response. I'm like, that's yep about right. Yep. And then we get a full on villain monologue from our bad guy here about like. Yo, my mom wanted me to be a preacher. And I wrote this down as a one-liner. He goes, God will give you salvation, but he don't give no Mercedes. <laughs> Once again, I enjoyed this guy's performance because it's stupid, but it's way more it fun than when we get the IRA guys. Yes. Yeah, because this guy, he's really hamming it up he's really chewing scenery he's going for it which is what you do this is the yes i always go back to that guy in um detention who Mm, was just like mm -hmm. this movie is dumb as fuck so i there is no over the top as this bad guy yeah exactly and i will say this movie gets worse after that character dies agreed Uh, agreed it is sort of like because because patrick kilpatrick i think there's a reason he played henchman he doesn't have yeah. the chops to be the main bad guy. He uh, doesn't have the accent to deliver any of his lines correctly. Um, so they realize that Gary Daniels has a relationship with the ambassador's daughter, which then just prompts him to murder the other girl. By the way, we didn't say the ambassador's daughter was kidnapped with one of her friends who will just be mm-hmm. unceremoniously shot in the head here. And it's yes, over. yes. Uh, she is not. Ge- oh, she is given a name. Uh, I don't remember what it is. I don't, it doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't she has, matter. She has, I don't think she has any lines. And then she's nope. just killed. Because once again, mm-hmm. this movie it doesn't love women. 
Yes. Yeah. It really wants to pretend like uh, uh, Gary Daniels is not a misogynistic piece of shit. Yeah. But the perspective of this movie is that of a misogynistic piece uh, of shit. They're so, yeah. upset because he's only brought half the ransom because he wants mm-hmm. the girl and then he'll tell them where the other half is. But right. they don't like that. So instead it sure. turns into a big shootout. And I do love Gary Daniels using one of these guys as a human shield and his own friends pump like 50 rounds into him. <laughs> and he just... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the 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 gang leader is later really upset about the people his you know people in his gang who died, but a lot of them were shot by their own people. So I don't yeah, really there is know. there is not even a moment where like oh no he's got Jamal or something you know, and yes. instead it's just yeah, like none of no, these people have names. They all just fucking light his ass up. So I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah. But then I laugh so hard when they're escape, they're running out of the church, and out of the church, this inner city gang leader has a fucking rocket launcher. It was very funny. <laughs> it yes. was. Which, I'm, li- I'm again, like, maybe oh, provided by the IRA. Who knows? Could be. But I'm just going. Oh, we're in action shelf territory now. Much like we saw mm-hmm. last week, it's an action shelf movie when literally any character has access to a rocket launcher. <laughs> like. I, it's one of these things where I just go like, do, do these movies understand outside of a military context in the United States, nobody has the, like, they are just not, you don't hear a lot about, oh, another rocket launcher attack today in the middle of downtown Los Angeles. Uh, I Well, probably not, because they also don't understand that rocket launchers are single fire, you know? Like, they <laughs> don't have not, infinite This ammo. is not the first movie we've done with automatic <laughs> rocket launchers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You, you, what you never see them do with the rocket launcher is actually put the rocket in it. Yeah, because you never see any weapon reloaded at any. No, point, no, no, including the rocket launcher, and it's firing very quickly as they're running away. Yeah, it's hitting car after car after I, car. I will say, I will give the movie credit. This they do have a pretty good pyrotechnics budget because there is a lot Agreed. of explosions in this movie. Yes. Yeah, them running away from these explosions was pretty good. Yeah, I will say I, that that is one thing I will say they did. They they made things go boom, and we'll talk about sure later did. when stuff that shouldn't be going boom is going boom. <laughs> this movie does hit one of my favorite action shelf tropes, which is things exploding for no reason at all. Yes, like why why do cars explode when they run into each other? Uh, that's I'm so, the, the the one that really got me is later with the forklift. When yes, these, these are yes. hollowed out shells of cars yes. that are exploding when they hit each other. <laughs> why? There's literally nothing that could explode. Like why? It's just metal on metal, and they're going up in flames. Yes, yeah, it, that made me laugh out loud. It that, was very that funny. was that whole the 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 junkyard scene might be my favorite in the movie. Yes, though yes. once again it goes on too long, like always. Yeah. I did think so after they escape and they take refuge in this abandoned shop when they start mm-hmm. talking about their relationship and like what well, I did love you I'm going like no movie don't you're not this don't. movie you can't yeah no no why did and it and him just go and once again you talk about it not being his fault she goes well if you love me why did you go he goes I was just waiting for you to ask me to stay and you never did and then she fucking apologizes for yes. that. 
<laughs> yes, which is crazy. That is like, not how communication It's all works. your fault that I left, yeah. that I decided to leave. Yeah. You didn't ask me, so I didn't, it's all your fault. I didn't want to leave, but because you didn't tell me not to, I did. It's like, you so, fucking child. So it's child. all your fault. And she's like, you're right. What uh, a goddamn child, man. I cannot yes. believe this guy. He's such a baby. God. This is one of, like, this movie and, uh, oh, God, what was the first Christmas movie we watched? What was the? Oh, uh, Christmas Rush. Cr- Christmas Rush. Like, those, they feel like they were written by children. You yes. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like a seven-year-old's interpretation of what an action movie is. Yeah. What a relationship is. Like, what villains are. Like, it's all so yeah. cartoonish and comic booky, but... Not in, in a, a bad way. Yeah, not in a, not in a way that's that's consciously being like that. Like the movie yes. wants you to take this. If the movie was, you know, a skosh campier or more yes. heightened, I think if it was getting into that John Carpenter Escape from New York territory, which doesn't have any of this stuff, by the way, he knows no. what kind of movie he's making. He's not trying to do this bullshit in them. No, no. But like, yeah, make it uh, removed enough from reality that you can get away with having absurdist things. Yeah. You know, like that would be, that would be. And those are the best. We always talk. Those are the best ones of these movies when they just go, we know what we're making here. Because you're not, I'm never going to care about a relationship in an action shelf movie. So don't. And and once again, you're making this for divorced dads. They don't give a shit. No, they're like, show me the titties. I can't, by the way can't believe we didn't get some scene of her doing topless modeling or something i thought i thought they were going to have a sex scene here that would oh uh, now that would that would have been something mid riot while hiding they had sex (laughs) that really i would have loved that that would have been complete nonsense Yeah, my standards were so low at this point (laughs) that i'm like that could happen and i wouldn't be surprised (laughs) no that would totally fit this movie you'd be like yep yep that adds up uh yeah. god this is a dumb dumb there's movie. no sex scene and there's no rape scene or reference which is B- nice. oh by the way i can't believe there's not the threat of rape in this crime ridden i, I know just see, yeah I, I not even like a hey baby we don't even get that or, i can't believe it or the uh what was the michael jai white movie uh, oh oh the commando the commando where it was all it <laughs> The threat of rape was inserted later on with the sound effect of a zipper being. That's unzipped. right. That's right. But yeah, I can't believe the gang. None of the gang guys were like. There's not even a like. Oh, she's a sweet treat or something like that. You know, like yeah. There's nothing. I mean, mm. it's weirdly restrained. There's yeah. There is uh, no acknowledgement the the about the. She's. It's. I mean, I'm not complaining, but it is bizarre that they have like a hot blonde model and she is never sexualized in this movie at all weird it's just weird it it's is just, it's just unusual strange. that's how broken yeah. these movies have made us where i'm going like hmm, nobody said anything disgusting towards her <laughs> is it because it's a christmas movie like this it's is, a christian movie folks is, is this a christian movie <laughs> i don't know man i after christmas rush i yeah I it's certainly not as overtly like chris this is a very this is a very secular Christmas, even though there are like the yeah. classic sort of religious Christmas songs. Even, even, but even those are pretty. Like, even my family even listens it, to those, and we're pretty yeah. fucking far away from Christian. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, and even like the the church scene where it's, um, you know, focusing on the stained glass and stuff. I, it's uh, all. It's all just meant to be. 
Christmas imagery. I don't think this movie has. Once again, this movie has no political voice. It has no religious yes. voice. It has nothing to say about anything. It could care mm-hmm. less. So we do get this whole subplot that is, in retrospect, a total waste of time. Where Sugar Ray Leonard mm-hmm. is like, "I gotta go save him," and they're like, "But we've grounded all helicopters." And this will be nothing because he will be killed immediately and not successfully yes. save them. Because yeah, yes, he's gonna fly true. into the city and try to rescue them. But they will be shot down by that automatic rocket launcher. John, the the sequence, the model helicopter used for that. The mo- so the model helicopter. But even before that, I, the, the other thing I loved is when they have a helicopter, a real helicopter in flight, and they've animated yes. fire on it. I enjoyed yes. that too. Yeah, they just drew so fire good. on a on a helicopter flying that after it had been oh shot. But then yes, then it's a model helicopter. Um, which oh, is crazy God, it was so because this stupid. is this is what almost ten years after Die Hard, yeah, and that's a model helicopter that falls off that building, and that still looks amazing. Yes, yes, that was all. It that's all model, look. and it still looks great when that helicopter explodes and rolls off the top of the building. And they tried to do the same thing here, and it looks like shit. They really did go. They really tried here, and they, it just did not work. Now, before at he all. shoots down the helicopter, though, the gang leader does say, "Time to meet the devil, motherfucker." I don't does, really. Must every line? <laughs> must every line end with motherfucker? Like the guy sitting around going, "It's like, well, so I'll before he shoots, I'll have him say, "Time to meet the devil," and then the other guy goes, "Motherfucker." <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. You know all that. Right. That does feel mm. more legitimate. That does feel more. Yeah, that feels in character. That it feels, feels more motivated. accurate. It feels more accurate to yeah. street talk. The guys yeah. writing this use the term street talk. <laughs> I guarantee you. And the term super predator. <laughs> yeah, <at some laughs> that was running around the 90s. There's no question. Yeah. Uh, this is prime super predator territory. Uh, yeah. Did we talk this about is, the fact. This is fuel. This is another the one of these movies where I go. Narrative. This is another one of these movies where it's like two fucking people wrote this movie. Two people wrote this movie. I don't think we talked two about that. Two separate human beings. Oh, oh, oh. These are the guys who wrote that Anna Nicole Smith movie we were talking about. So that adds up. Oh, good. Their last film that they wrote was a movie called Alien Secrets in 2006. Oh, wow. Alien Secrets. Secrets. Uh, yeah, these guys have written... Such things as Lion Strike. Oh, oh, we might have to watch Time Barbarians. <laughs> That's just too good a title. A medieval oh, warrior wow. chases a bad guy to modern-day Los Angeles to avenge the death of his wife. Yep, that's good an action-shelf movie. Uh, if, uh, and most of their movies, once again, are action-shelf movies because you're also looking at mm-hmm. Pure Danger, Time Lock, Rage, mm-hmm. Lion Strike. Uh, ooh, Lion Strike. Uh, that's which one is that? Don the Dragon Wilson. Oh no, Lion Strike. Uh, all right. Anyway, (laughs) also, all of these people worked on a show called L.A. Heat. That is. I was wondering what that was. If we were to do television shows on the Action Shelf, L.A. Heat is an Action Shelf TV show. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's cre- oh, yes. it's created by the guy who directed this movie. Good lord! And Sugar Ray Leonard was in it apparently, or at least some episodes. Oh no! And Wolf Larson. 
Wolf Larson. What a name. What a name. He's an action shelf guy. I don't think we've done any of his. He did some Tarzan stuff, too. Mm. We haven't done, we should we need to do a Tarzan movie. Tarzan is one of those because it's been in public domain for so long. There's like a billion mm-hmm. movies, a few of which are good and most of which are terrible. Oh, he's yeah. in Crash and Burns, which we have to do because I love that title, Crash and <laughs> Burns. Are and those the names of the two? Uh, yeah, police officers the detectives the Crash and Burns. Oh God, Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah that that one. Uh, well, we, we're going to do a buddy cop month at some point. We have to. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be in there oh for my sure. God. <laughs> now Wolf Larson, I'm seeing he is a uh, he's in a his most recent acting yeah. performance. Yeah. Was Roblox the movie too? Yep. The Attack of Julian. That's all. <laughs> that's a acronym. So that's that's. That's good stuff. That's yeah. good stuff right yeah. there. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. That's the level we're operating on here. <laughs> we're getting a little bit of a, on a tangent. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, um, uh, but yeah I'm, we... a, I'm always a l- slightly more interested in the interconnected like yeah. nature of this industry than the Ooh, actual. I gotta say, itself. Wolf Larson did a movie called Avalanche Alley that also seems like something we have to do. <laughs> and it literally yes. the poster is guys snowboarding away from an avalanche. So. Oh my god. That's Jesus. uh that's that's total action shelf territory right there. Mm-hmm. This is what we keep talking about though. Uh when we talk about we we will never run out of material for this show. It's and never, it's bottomless. Ever. And it is it is kind of what you're talking about, the interconnected nature. We find something that will lead us to a hundred other things. Yes. One that we didn't even know existed. No, it's crazy it's, to me. It's an endless labyrinth of it madness. Never, Only madness lies this way. It never ends like it's insane it's crazy to me and this is what the whole show obviously the whole point of the show is like this other hollywood that is the action shelf world uh uh very strange so uh let's see let's get to that motorcycle oh well we got to talk about sugar ray leonard's death which is excruciatingly long because they fall out of the helicopter the uh-huh. the the woman the the model who's been kidnapped she grabs Gary Daniels he grabs Sugar Ray Leonard and it's the classic Sugar Ray Leonard's wearing a glove that he's slipping out of and so he how is <laughs> how is the girlfriend holding both of them? well that's the thing I also love him going you've got to pull us up and I'm going this like hundred and ten pound woman is going to lift two big muscular men. Yeah, like I, who knows? Maybe, maybe she was ripped under under the, her sweater. I don't know. Um, she's, a, she's a skinny little lady. I mean, I mean, even an even a, an incredibly fit woman or man, for that matter, just an incredibly two... fit human being would struggle there. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it would no. Come on, and then oh god, he and I love the best though is the gang leader on the ground going, "Come on, man, come on, fall, yeah." Yeah, come on. <laughs> and then running when he, commentary. I think when he does fall, he goes, "That's what I'm talking about." Uh, it's a pretty good fall, I will say. This stunt, there's a stunt guy doing a fall. It's pretty good, although he yeah. doesn't. He doesn't. He falls face forward instead of down on his back like he would if you dropped him like that, which is y- makes yeah, no sense. Well, um, but we then get a lot of Gary Daniels going, "No, why no." Yeah, this, the only time he's not like half-heartedly muted in his performance 
is this scene where he's shouting. But this is just, like halfway through the movie, and I thought, oh shit, they they just killed Sugar Ray. Leonard. The movie is the VHS cover is Gary Daniel Sugar Ray Leonard, and you're like, yeah. oh, well, if you were a fan of his, he's gone. Yeah, he is. He is fully dead. And I'm just like. Are you serious, movie? Are you really going to kill the black best friend in this fucking movie? And then it will proceed to literally the next scene. We kill the black villain and replace him with the IRA. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I don't think this movie is a fan of black people either. I'm not. I don't think. Except for that one family. They're the good ones. Right. (laughs) Exactly. The exception that proves. Some of them, I assume, are good people. That's exactly Uh. what I thought when they meet that family. I thought, oh, no, this is the movie going, see, there are some good ones. Oh, no, movie. Oof. Oof. No, 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 no. Uh, Oh, boy. But, uh, yeah, so they, uh, the the IRA shows up. They kill. Because this isn't. So the IRA has contracted this street gang to mm-hmm. kidnap this woman in an attempt. But it's such a roundabout. They have kidnapped the ambassador's daughter, but it has nothing to do with the ambassador. It is just nope. he knows that the ambassador will send Gary Daniels. And this was all mm-hmm. an attempt because they've got some kind of history that is vaguely sure. stated. Yeah, but not fully. They've explored. battled before this guy, mm-hmm. Patrick Kilpatrick, mm-hmm. and... Uh, uh, Brian O'Flaherty, the O'Flaherty brothers, the O'Flaherty brothers. But uh, uh, in yeah. a, uh, so he goes, all right, we're taking over. Let's send out the motorcycle guys. And <laughs> twice in this movie, they attempt to kill Gary Daniels with motorcycles, not on mm, motorcycles, I, with motorcycles, with motors. Yeah, because there's the sequence of him running on top of cars. That's the that's the junkyard scene. Yeah. Which I wrote, stumbling on top of cars is cool because he's not like running no. like like gracefully leaping from one. He's like falling yeah. constantly. Uh, Which you could like, make I mean, exciting if you bothered to choreograph and shoot it well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because that's the problem is that the editing was so bad that it's just like this just keeps going. And this is where uh, he has her hide in the trunk of one of these cars. There is a death in like, here I did not understand. So. He's th- th- there's a guy, uh-huh. with him, there's a guy there, and 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 Gary Daniels slides something out, shoots it and explodes. I went back and looked. I think it's the gas, the the pulled off gas tank of a car. I don't remember this. Yeah, the the I guy. There's a guy walking night. around with a machine gun, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. something slides in front of him. Like Gary Daniels pushes something out from under a car in front of this guy, then he shoots it and the guy explodes. And I went back and mm. looked, and I think what they are implying is, and I had to back it up and really take a look at this. I think what it is mm. is it is the gas tank from underneath a car. Mm-hmm. But the idea that that would have gas in it, let alone <laughs> a lot of gas, and two, as we know in reality, you can't shoot the gas tank of a car and have it explode. It just true. doesn't yeah, work like that. Um, no. it, you could... I wonder why. <laughs> I, it, I'm wondering if that might be a, a safety hazard if cars <laughs> just exploded. Yeah, you'll you'll pu- you can puncture it with the bullet, but you still need fire or something. Uh, yeah. Comb- the other thing is, gas burns. It doesn't explode quite like this. Is another thing too. No. That, but this guy goes up, man. 
Yeah, it's not a concussive blast. Uh, he, that's not what will be happening. He also here. does, uh, this does have another, it's interesting, I said this movie on a lot of levels does a lot of the stuff we love because Gary Daniels does get a shotgun at one point here and, and shoot a mm-hmm. guy and the guy flies back like 50 feet. <laughs> yeah, I, I will say the action sequences are at least varied. Yes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not just guy stands on left side of screen, guy stands on right side of screen, shoots at each other until one dies, then rinse, repeat. You know what I mean? There is, there like the fact that they use various things about this junkyard as part of the action sequences. They're on the right like, track. Is, it's still poorly done, but they do have the yes. right thinking that we want these movies to have. Yes, yes. Which we uh, do talk about. We like movies that use environments and their action scenes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but it's just poorly done. It's not what's happening. It's how they're doing it that's bad. Yes. Uh, yes that's that's kind of the problem here. And this is also where you yeah. get the guy on fire still riding his motorcycle. <laughs> yes, until Which we love. Until eventually... He's on fire, still riding at Gary Daniels, and then Gary Daniels drives out of the way, and the guy on fire hits a car with his motorcycle, and both him and the car and the motorcycle, they all explode. Which is great. Yeah, that is great. I think that is the explosion of the movie, and maybe the death of the movie. It's definitely the best explosion in the movie. And is this is this where he tells his girlfriend to run, or excuse me, fiance to run away is that yeah yeah that's that in here he, he has her high yes and she's hiding okay. because there's a scene where she tries to hit a guy with a part of an engine yeah and then he gary dan well, just I, comes and breaks that guy's neck well because there's a yeah there's a i don't think he tells her to hide i think he says you need to run yeah uh, where though and to what end great point because all that happens is that she is no longer near him and therefore cannot defend herself. Well, this is also where she gets uh, injured because now he's got to carry her to try to find what yes, happens to her. Yes. Uh, she gets pushed into a banged up car that has pointy bits. That's what it is. Cause he's like, she's going to yeah. die if I don't get a medical help. And the only reason this happens is because, and cause that's the thing he didn't tell her to hide. He told her to run so that she, so I'm just thinking like, is he using her as bait? Because that is kind of what happens here. <laughs> yeah. Like somebody attack two separate people attack her, and then he has to come in and save and it, her. And it surprisingly goes poorly. Uh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so weird. He's an I idiot. Just, I He's a terrible action why. hero. This guy's a terrible yes. action hero. Yes. Uh, so yeah, he's got to uh he's now he's running door to door going, Somebody please help us. That's what you want. And yeah, this uh-huh. is where he meets the kindly black family, whose name I don't well, remember, but I'm going to call them the blacks uh, because well, first, that's well, what the first, movie the the father was like, get at, get gone. Yeah, because yeah, he, he's got a, a shotgun. He's got a shotgun, which we'll later find out isn't time. loaded. Yeah, and then the wife's like, "How could you? How could you turn them away?" So they're you the know? they're the bakers, and this guy we do like Tom Barry, and I was trying to go, where do I know this guy from? He mm-hmm. looks really familiar. He's Paul Walker's boss, like commanding agent in the Fast and the Furious movies. Oh, okay, okay. But you know what he? The other thing I knew him from because I'm going. Why do I think? Why? Why? Why is it in my head that this guy's talking about basketball? I kept thinking he's. I'm going like somewhere. This guy was saying. I, I saw him and his voice, and I heard that's a nice jump shot. And I'm going, why is that? 
Because he fucking plays Michael Jordan's father in Space Jam. Yes. And that was the thing. He started talking, and, and all I could hear was, that's a nice-looking jump shot. And I'm going, what is that? What is that from? Why am I hearing that when I hear his voice? He's I believe I can. Right at the, yeah, right at the beginning of the movie, right? When he's talking about, that's a nice-looking jump shot, son. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. who this guy okay. is. Yeah. This guy's a good actor. And yeah. he's got a million he's, other credits. He's a guy. He's so John. He's so good in this movie. Yeah, like he. It, it's it's one of those. He's the other good actor. So I was gonna, yeah, effortless. Yeah, that like it doesn't matter that the script is dumb. No, this is just he this really, is really this is a good actor who this is a guy who we also he's an Air Force One, which we're big fans mm-hmm. of. Uh, mm-hmm. He's one. He's a soldier in that. Uh, he's just in yeah. a million things. He's in Independence Day. He was on Fresh Prince. He was on Seinfeld. Uh, yeah. he's in Apollo 13. I mean, this guy's a real character actor who's in a million yeah. things and is still acting. He literally, he made Gary Daniels look half decent because Gary Daniels was in a scene with him. Yeah. Uh, and it's, was... and and the dialogue he's saying is horrible. Yes. But yes. he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Like, honest, I was yeah. a little shocked that... <laughs> That there was a actually engaging. Like I said it was one of those things where I didn't immediately recognize him, but when he when he did show up, I go, "Oh, I've I've seen this guy," and yeah, yeah and like I said he's I, in a few of the fast. I figured Lakers I must have seen him because he's so good that he's yeah. like, he must be in a lot of stuff because he's very. Because they get this whole scene after he patches up the woman, and he's mm. talking about, "Oh, I got laid off from my job as a what was he doing? Street repair or something like that? Something like that." Yeah, and he's just talking about. Oh, and then this riot broke out. He goes, it's a tough thing to tell my daughter Santa's not going to be here this year. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that's going to set up the ending, which is very dumb. So stupid. Yeah. But anyway, it's a it's it's a halfway decent scene purely because of this guy. Yeah. Uh, MVP of the movie, man, really. Uh, 100%. Either him or the news anchor. Yeah, uh, him the news anchor and Charles Napier are the only like real yes. actors in this thing. Yes. Uh yes. Tom Barry is this guy though. Once again, MVP of the okay. movie. And then uh the who plays the little girl, Kyla Pratt, she went on to do some stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's neither good nor bad. She's just a kid with some dumb kid yeah. lines here. What did she do? I mean, though? compared to the children at the beginning of the movie, she's better. So Yeah. She did uh she does a lot of voice work. Um Oh cool. She's the main. Do you remember that show, The Proud Family? No. It was a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, she's the main voice in that, and still is doing that. Actually, I guess they, I think they brought that back. But you know, yeah. she did a lot. Oh yeah, she was on Veronica Mars. Um, oh cool. Yeah, she does. She does a lot of stuff. She's she's a working actress. And like I said, I mean, she's Great. a little kid here. So, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I actually didn't find anyone in this family to be that bad. The wife has what? only a couple lines. But it is like, and then it's just like, all right, well, you leave her here now that she's unconscious. I'm gonna go do the rest of the fighting in the movie. <laughs> uh, he's getting more Australian in my impression. I'm realizing he uh, is. Hey, God, oh yeah, he's right. Um, okay. The another scene that made me laugh is when he's walking in front of this building and guys on motorcycles just drive out through the windows of it. That yep. <laughs> I fucking lost it. He's just walking by like a office building, and then they a bunch of motorcycles. And this is where they're just driving. They're just popping wheelies and driving their front wheels at him. And I'm going, yeah. Don't you have guns? What a stupid way to try to kill this guy. Yeah. Well, everybody's stupid in this movie. So. 
Um, and of course, you got to have him jam a pipe in the spokes of somebody's wheel. Sure. So that guy goes flying into like a uh, like a bus waiting area, like the glassed in you know bus bench, mm-hmm. yeah, so that like he can. Bus stop, yeah. Oh, this movie also has a lot of broken glass. I don't know if it reaches Christmas rush levels of broken glass, but no, I don't think anything could <laughs> that movie. Uh, what does it get? Some... Oh, uh, when the guy's riding at him and he grabs onto like a streamer of little flags so he can swing out <laughs> and swing back at the guy. Yeah, that was stupid. Why did all the motorcycles have blue lights on them? Like they were like for gamers or whatever. They had gamer <laughs> lights on them. I, I have don't know. no idea. Uh, <laughs> it's just what they had. I'm sure it was just at the mercy of whatever motorcycles they could get. You know. Yeah. Uh, and the then pr- he—they probably thought it was cool. I don't know. <laughs> he does pick up a big piece of lumber so that it hits two different motorcyclists on either side of him. But that would imply of... that the motorcyclists were not driving at him; they <laughs> were, were driving to the driving side of him. Just to the yeah, yeah, which is so stupid. Uh, and then, of course, he does kick uh, a kick a burning barrel onto one, and it explodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now he's shooting it out with the IRA guy's brother. Uh, who says, uh, he goes, what do you even believe in? And the guy responds, believe in the idea. I'll be cooking you in two seconds flat. Uh, John, you forgot part of the quote. What is uh, that? After that, he goes, hoit, 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 hoit. Oh, do, do, do. Uh... <laughs> I believe he, he mentioned pot of gold at oh, one point. And you won't be getting me pot of gold either. Uh, <laughs> hoi, do, do. Uh, yeah. Uh, th- this is very stupid too. To distract him, Gary Daniels throws his pistol on the ground, <laughs> and this guy turns and shoots the pistol. Yes, you thought Gary that was Daniels a human being. <laughs> crawls very slowly and awkwardly under the car. Yeah, and somehow gets and like kicks. It doesn't make any sense. No, like it doesn't. But you better believe this guy is going to get lit on fire so that Gary Daniels can fight a guy who's burning. Yeah, because that's part of the checklist. It's on there somewhere. It's just like, I don't know. Can we light another guy on fire? Uh, It's nowhere near as cool as one of our favorite guys lit on fire, which is Lance Henriksen in uh, Hard Target. Oh, that is good. That is good guy on fire. Oh, yeah. (laughs) We love it. That's the thing. I'm saying this movie's doing all the stuff we love. We love a guy getting lit on fire, but it's mm-hmm. just We not... also love the movie Man on Fire starring Denzel Washington. Dude, that movie fucking rules. <laughs> I just rewatched that pretty recently. That is as good an action movie as you get, man. It's a great movie. Oh, uh, yeah. that is that is great. Um so uh let's see here. Uh he does that and of course, oh, this is where yeah, he's going to he en- he ends up just shooting this guy. After all this, he just shoots him. Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah. boring pretty yeah. boring uh and uh and, but of course this is the main ira guy's brother yeah and so he's like no me baby brother uh oh patrick oh, oh no oh no and so then he but then we got to have our little diehard moment where they get on the walkie-talkie with each other but it's all mm. just like i'm gonna kill you no you're not yes i am you know because who cares these aren't characters no uh, but then they get in a fight. Oh, this leads to the parking garage chase, which is our okay. final. Oh my god, this That's isn't the like final four... confrontation, is it? Yeah, it is. Okay. This is where the guy dies. He's okay. gonna die going out the. The oh, main bad guy right. dies going driving off of the parking garage like level. Okay. At, was there a certain point where you thought 
that the scene was never going to end. I did. It like, was about the third time that they were doing Gary Daniels running from the car. Like they keep going back. So the whole he, Gary Daniels <laughs> is running. It's it's you know it's a circular parking garage. It's going up levels, and Gary Daniels uh, is is outrunning a v a, a car. And about mm -hmm. the third time they cut to a shot of him where the camera's moving in front of mm -hmm. him and the car behind him, I mm -hmm. went, I, I think I think there's something wrong with the movie or I've entered some sort yeah, of temporal it keeps nexus. Repeating. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I, I, I just, it, it's the same shot. I would almost like this movie more if it did that for an hour straight. You know what <laughs> I mean? Because then it would be... Then it then starts to become like a sort of performance art. Yeah, exactly. It starts to become some sort of artistic commentary on something. <laughs> I do. There is one moment that's pretty good where when he when he's gonna bash him into the, you know, he's gonna run him into the car. He's like, "I've got you now!" And uh, Gary Daniels leaps on top of the car, but throws another IRA guy in front of him, so he crushes his own guy. That was pretty good. That that was pretty good. That also that because there's a second car appears yeah. at a at a yes. certain point yeah and it was very unclear like I, that wasn't very well established thing. so all of a sudden guy, he was on somebody's car i think that guy drove up there and he's like oh i i was just behind you and i've got you oh no because yeah, i think then gary daniels yeah. takes that car because we gotta have gary daniels uh man i shudder to say this john wick style driving without the door on the car uh yes uh, yeah. By the way, the if you he's on the roof of the car, like punching in a really like awkward way, yeah, that didn't look good at all. No. Uh, but yeah, if you want to see the scene done way better, the beginning of John Wick Chapter Two has that amazing sequence in the car yeah. warehouse where he keeps crashing and getting thrown from the car and leaping yeah. between cars. Um, by the way, if you just want to see like perfect action movies, watch any John Wick movie because those are yeah the best. Uh, if, if you love cars. And gunfights and kung fu that the, that really does it. Uh, and those movies are mostly action, but yeah. it, the the sequences don't feel like well, even though most of it is action, it is the sequences don't feel. Tedious. There is a thing, and you'll hear people talk about this. And when you watch John Wick, that is a perfect example of where the action has narrative. There is a yes. storyline in the action sequences. So it yes, doesn't feel repetitive because yes. it feels like it's going from A to B to C. You're following right. a progression um, because those are those are pure action movies where the action is the story. Mm -hmm. um, and good action filmmakers know how to do that, know how to tell story yes. through action. This guy can't. Yes. But luckily he's yeah. made like 18 other action movies. So perfect. Um, it just shows you that just the, the absolute low bar for these movies that a guy like yeah. this could keep getting directing jobs on these. Uh, so uh, it eventually leads to, yeah, the, he's going to drive. They're up on like the top of this parking structure and he's going to mm -hmm. drive Gary Daniels off the top of it finally. But mm -hmm. what he doesn't count on is Gary Daniels dives in midair seems to turn himself yeah so that the guy drives off the the top of the the parking structure but gary daniels has grabbed onto some kind of safety line that just happened to be hanging off of the it's not clear yeah but and and our uh, our ira guy just crashes and of course explodes in a giant fireball mm -hmm. as yes. would happen and gary That's daniels is hanging there and it's like yay and then we get our our reporter going well, the riots have calmed, and we're all thinking about Christmas. And that first Christmas, 
peace on earth. There's also there's a there's a news report I loved that you just see on TV, and it's at a turned angle, like they've turned the camera on its side, and you're going like, no news person would shoot like that. Would shoot a reporter no. talking like they're a fucking Batman sixty six villain. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> doing it's a movie. dutch angle yeah when do you ever when do you ever see that you, you don't think of like you don't think of a lot of local news as being like yeah let's try something creative here mm-hmm. that's let's not do, really let's try some rack focus for that's, this interview i don't expect that i <laughs> people we don't want that in the news no <laughs> what about a crane shot yeah we come in and we go we push in anytime i do see that in the news i am like what the fuck stop it <laughs> stop getting don't make the news stylized get out of here yeah. Um, so yeah. So he's talking about that, and then yes, Gary Daniels has left the <laughs> he's left the ransom money to mm-hmm. the family from earlier. Yes, he's That's wrapped correct. it up in newspaper, and it says, "I to the family from Santa." <laughs> and what is this like a it million dollars? <laughs> yeah, it's a million dollars because it's the other half that he didn't give to the bad guys. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Which means he was hiding the money with that family the whole time, which... Yeah, I guess he... Yeah. Well, they never actually say, do they? They never say if he was don't. hiding the fam- if they was hiding the money there. We never see him go and get it from somewhere. So it would have no. to have been at least around there. Oh, that's yeah. dumb. Also, I just love the idea about, like, that's not their money. That's, like, criminal no, money. That's not his money to give. Yeah. It's you know? like, I, I, it's a nice Christmas sentiment. However, pretty illegal. Somebody's man. gonna ask where that money went. And he's like, know? "Oh, I don't know." <laughs> yeah, and then the family's gonna get like the IRA is gonna be like, "Where did you get a million dollars from?" <laughs> and he's like, "Uh." Yeah, he's actually opened them up for more trouble. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. also, were those bills marked? Is there some sort of tracker in them, or the, is a SWAT team gonna kick down the? I just kept going like. I don't know, man. I know you think you're being nice, but this might be more trouble than it's worth. And I was also expecting at the end of the movie for them to go back to his apartment and it's on fire because he <laughs> left those two children there. I tried to make another pizza. <laughs> you just see their corpses smoking. Uh, oh, and then it no. Blows. Well, their mom never did come home, I guess. Uh <laughs> Roll credits. Yeah. No, instead it is, yes, he's carrying this woman through the city. And it is, the movie does just end with him going, Merry Christmas. And the movie and She ends. goes, everyone. <laughs> God bless us, everyone. Uh, and then credits roll. And that's Riot. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. Terrible movie. Terrible. <laughs> Another absolute stinker from the act. It's not. It's not anywhere close to the worst we've seen. By no, you. it's very no. stupid. It's, it's. It is very classic action. I was gonna though. say it's a. It's a. It's a pretty middle of the road. Like, yep, this is exactly what these movies are like. Yeah. Um. It's just. It's just poor. Like we said, there's nothing in it that's like embarrassingly bad. It's just poor Other than the script. Yeah. Yeah, but it's just so poorly executed. It's all just like it's just yes. weak. The movie is yes. weak and cheap, and yes. nobody knows what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we think? Do we think the guy explode? The guy on fire exploding on the motorcycle is the best kill. I think so. Yeah, I think I don't so. Think there's That's really a pretty hilarious way for somebody to die. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, boy, not these are not great choices. I will say for our one-liners here. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so let's. Uh, uh, we've got when they put the pool table up. He's got. Let's close this place. Um, yes. When he's when he's got the ransom money, he tells the guy, "Just call me Santa." Uh, the villain saying his mom wanted to be a, a preacher. He said, "God will get. Uh, God will give you salvation, but he don't give no Mercedes." Uh, before she, she while well, we'll get on uh, before shooting down the helicopter he says time to meet the devil motherfucker uh, and then uh, uh, yeah, when he asks the IRA about their beliefs the guy says believe in the idea I'll be cooking you in two seconds flat Ugh. is it time to meet the devil motherfucker I feel like that's the only thing approaching and it's pretty bad but I feel it's like that's, that's the only thing approaching what sounds like a normal one-liner. If we pick that one, then we don't have to think about these one-liners. There anymore. you go. Yeah. So, so it's time to meet the that. devil, motherfucker. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we weren't <laughs> big fans of this movie, Lisbon, but believe it or not, no. some people are. And hmm. you know, it's always my mission to find the strangest IMDb reviews. And this one, this one took me aback. Although I will say, it's in the same. It's well. It's well. Let's just read this here. This comes to us yep. from IMDb user Sunny Eleven, and mm-hmm. the the review is titled "Had a Ball Watching This Movie." Mm-hmm. I agree with the former article written about this fun movie. This is an example of action movie making at its finest, and dwarfs many major studio releases that I have seen, which would have cost ten times the budget of Riot. This action gem stars British-born Gary Daniels, for my money, the best martial artist in movies today. And his superb fighting skills, combined with the looks and acting ability that many A-list stars will never possess. (laughs) This makes it a genuine mystery why this man has yet to make it to the top. I don't think it's that much of a mystery. Uh, Here, Gary plays SAS man Shane Alcott, who fights literally a running battle against expletive-spitting street gangs and laterally the IRA terrorist hit squad who have kidnapped a girl purely with the intention of luring Alcott into a revenge-based attack. The fight scenes in this movie will leave the viewer begging for more. There can't be more, as we said. They're so long. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> and with Gary Daniels churning out action feats like this on a regular basis, they will not be begging for long. An absolutely terrific movie, one of the very best of its kind. 10 out of 10 mm. stars. Mm. Okay. That person, I don't know what they're talking the, the The acting ability better than most A-list stars? Mm. Mm-hmm. Literally. Anyone who is starring in a studio movie, I'll put over Gary Daniels. Anyone. Uh, yes, yes. Absolutely. Uh, Seth Rogen. I'll put yeah. him in an action. <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, that would actually be fun. Uh, yeah. Actually, well, wait. that's kind of Tropic Thunder, isn't it? Or Pineapple Express. Oh, yes. I was, gonna I was, gonna, I was just going to bring that up because you and I love Pineapple Express. And that yeah. that sort of is uh, the whole movie. is, is like, can you believe he's doing an action movie? Oh, that movie is great, actually. Never mind. Uh, I, Woody Allen. There we yeah. go. Just you gotta let the girl go. <laughs> just I I don't I don't I don't, don't, don't want to have to get rough with you. Uh, <laughs> these fists will start flying. Uh, <laughs> particularly I now, I'm a Taekwondo champion. <laughs> I've, been, I've been I've been taking some karate classes down at the Y. Uh, <laughs> But it's, with my it's, 
sparring partner, Susan Sante. Yeah, who, who, who do you think you are, Susan Sante? Uh, <laughs> but it's him now. It's like 85-year-old Woody yes, Allen doing that. Going, yeah. Yes. It's time for me to make my old man action picture. Uh, <laughs> I have a certain set of skills. A very you particular know. set of skills. Uh, oh, my God. But somebody just make a fake trailer for Taken with Woody Allen. That would be the best. Yeah, that'd be very funny. <laughs> I will find you and I will kill you. Oh. <laughs> uh, listen, I was going to read a different review, but since we mentioned Man on Fire, I mm. think you're probably wondering what our old pal Bruce thinks of that movie, right? I am wondering that, actually. Because <laughs> he didn't watch Riot. He would love this movie. There's so much punching, kicking, 100%. shooting, and exploding in this thing. Yeah, um, this is classic divorce dad. Uh, oh, pure, yeah. pure divorce dad fodder. Uh, but yes, let's let's read Bruce's opinion about the Denzel Washington classic Man on Fire in another segment of The Winning Opinion. Here it is, Bruce Winning's review of Man on Fire. This is a short one, um, okay. but the review is titled, Will They Love Each Other? <laughs> I do like the action and violence. I like the mm. shooting. I do like mm. the interaction between the bodyguard and the child. Five out of five stars. This one touched. This one touched Bruce's heart a little bit. I think so. Yeah, that really I think got to him. Bruce saw a little bit. I think Bruce saw something in humanity that he'd never seen. Before. I love the idea of him going, "Oh, I'm on board for a heartwarming drama as long as there's plenty of killing around it." Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I will say the, the, those scenes are pretty good. I mean, that you've got Denzel who can crush those scenes. Uh, and mm -hmm. I will say that does have one of the best Denzel moments when the guy's got the bomb in him and he does the, I wish you had more time. <laughs> great, great stuff, man. I love that movie. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that. Well, we should do a commentary for that one at some point. I love we that should. movie. Yeah. Man on Fire Rules. Uh, well, listen, uh, next week is the week of Christmas. Uh, if you're listening to this when it comes mm. out. And uh, so we got to wrap up our Christmas series with our favorite kind of holiday movie, and that's a holiday disaster film. Mm, mm, Nothing classic. better than a bunch of destruction around Christmas time. Uh, and yes. we were watching. Oh my god, I'm so excited for this because listen, we just had, we had a, a, a Christmas twister last year. Yes. Well, that's just one disaster. What if mm. I told you this year we have the twelve disasters of Christmas? My God, that's eleven more disasters. That's eleven than the last movie we more disasters. That's a lot of disasters for one film. That is a lot of disasters for one movie. As always, I will mm -hmm. ask: Would you like to hear the tagline for this movie? Oh yeah, the ultimate countdown to holiday mayhem. Okay. Twelve, 12 disasters of Christmas. I don't know. That's what it is. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, where where can people find this? Uh, uh, this one, disaster. unfortunately, you're gonna have to shell out some money for. It is available mm. to rent on all the VOD services. But who wouldn't want to support a movie called The Twelve Disasters of Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well. Oh, folks. All right. Well, that's next week on the show. Uh, that'll be yep. our big Christmas spectacular. Uh, but I think that's gonna wrap things up for this week's episode of the Action Shelf. I'm John Campbell. I'm Michael Isman. Till next week, get yourself some action. The Action Show. The Action Show.